Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, we want to welcome to you the house that happens, sponsored by Shuey's Bar and Grill, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke, voted four times the best dive bar in the city, but we'd like to think it's the best dive bar in the country. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. Is Sheldon Keefe fired yet? Oh my God, I was going to talk about the insidious and insane things that happen in the world of sports this week. However, we, we were coming out firing. Yeah, I want to, you know, set the tone because I have a feeling this is going to be the first time in show history where we're going to both beat up on the Leafs. Oh my God, this should be so much fun. However, we'll get to that later. You cannot deny the greatest score scorer in the NHL right now, but we'll get to that a little oh, bit later. Oh, wasted 70 goal season. Fantastic. Oh, gee, we're off and firing. Uh, welcome to Leaf Nation. However, um, how was your week? come to die. How was your week? Uh, great, actually. I came back from camping. Me, uh, went with my dad, my brother, my sister, and uh, my future brother-in-law, Mitchell, who I you know is listening. What? Shout out, Mitchell. Everybody that's listening, one day I'm going to meet all the Milani family. The structure of bringing up a family, your family's second to none. Like, I don't even know you guys, and you tell me about the events and that. So everybody out there... Well, you know Steven. Oh, yeah. Steven's great. He's my he's my, uh, he's my my replacement. He's my, he's, <laughs> well, he, don't say that. Oh, but whatever. Steven, good shout out when you're on the air. But no, I'm just saying that. When you always talk about what, what makes life better, it starts with the structure of family at home. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. That's how it works. And uh, I'm glad you guys went all up there, and it must have been a great time. Not as cold as here, though, right? Yeah, it was actually a little bit warmer up there, surprisingly, at Algonquin. Uh, but we stayed in the yurt, heated with uh, like a gas furnace. There was electricity in there. They oh, had cool. an outdoor rink there, kind of backyard style in front wow. of the washrooms. It was like uh, lit up at nighttime. That hockey sticks and nets there set up. It was fantastic. Oh, that's... Did that's some hiking. Old school Canada. Yeah. Yeah, old school Canada is good as you want. Uh, I want to make do, do a quick. And I broke a hockey stick and we burnt it in the fire. Okay, that's what you do with hockey sticks. Sure. You know what I mean? Unless you're going to turn them into a chair, whatever the case may be. Is a chair? Yeah, yeah. Make me make a chair. I want to make big shout out to uh, my son who did the exact opposite. He spent a week in Cuba for the first time. He says he's dragging me back there next time because like father, like son, his most lasting impression of the island of Cuba is not the beaches, not the girls, not the alcohol. He said the quality of music that he's seen coming off the island was unbelievable, which is what the Cubans are known for. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, when we went to Cuba when I was a kid, uh, my dad got... uh a CD there. It still gets some uh, listening. Bonazeri Social Club, I'll bet. I still play it too. I got a couple Cuban albums. A big shout out to that. The quality of music. My bucket list is to go to the Havana International Jazz Festival. And now my son said, if you go, I got to go with him. So should be interesting. Yeah, the, do it. Then you, then report back to the house. Oh, he definitely will. But anyways, we always like to talk about the insane things that happen in the world of sports. And before we get going, um, I don't want to get on the bandwagging about who should report sports or are we looking for sound bites or um, are you properly prepared? Mm -hmm. Whatever the case may be. People may not know this, but um, Andrew and I just don't come on the air and start firing off whatever we're saying. We actually have pre-production shows. We have a guideline for what we're doing. And we tend to know what we're talking about 99% of the time. (laughs) Sure, there's a little bit of, uh, yeah, that. No, Uh, but... uh, Okay, me and my names. Me and my names. Sure, but but the the point is there's a lot of prep that goes into the show. A lot more than... You might think. Not to toot our own whore, but uh, well, that's, there's a lot of work that goes into this. Well, that leads me to what I've seen this week. And we've seen some of the most insidious thing happened with reporters and players this week. Mm-hmm. That cannot be denied in this way. Are these people not prepared? First example is um, whoever the girl was that asked the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Buccaneers 
Are you worried about the weather this week in Detroit? And he just like that was like the nicest way to like shut someone down. What if it had been Tortorella or um, Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> well, Tortorella probably would have like told them they were an idiot. Okay, well that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Thank God that they got the right person at the right time. Sure. Or we wouldn't have had like I mean that girl. And I heard the same newspaper was the one where I think is the most dangerous thing, and people have talked about it, so they should give it a little bit more time. When uh, the reporter. Both of them female, by the way. Not that it's mattered, but I'm going to say they were both female. Asking Tomlin about his contract mm-hmm. after a loss, uh, a tough loss in Buffalo in the weather. That had nothing to do with the game. No. Absolutely. But, I mean, that's, you're always going to get questions about that. and the next, It might be the last time you talk to the guy, right? But did you see Tomlin the very next day? Oh, he made a joke of it. Oh, it was yeah. great. But, yeah. I mean, I, that's what they say happens because then you're going to start blaming athletes for saying absolutely insane things when you catch them in a moment where their emotionality is on a level we've never imagined because I've never been on the game and lost in seventh game of a Stanley Cup final. Right, right. And if I'm on the losing end of that and I'm coming off the ice and you ask me a question, I'm not sure what I'm going to say at that moment. Sure. But I ain't going to be happy. Sure. You know what I mean? I think there should be like a decompression moment. And if you take it one step further, now I'm not condoning or I'm not going to accept everything that we've seen. But we got a U- big UFC card tonight in Toronto. Yeah. Sold out Scotiabank. I just found out today. Uh, you know what? I, I, <laughs> I you know, Actually, that's a lie. I knew like there was one coming in Toronto, but I just didn't know when. Well, this is going to be the most coverage the UFC gets on the house that happens, okay? This is probably the most coverage you're going to get. And Until our uh, MMA show, which... Oh yeah! May oh yeah! That, okay, pin. we'll we'll get we'll get to that then. Once and we're back at yeah. we're, we're at four oh nine again. By the way, oh Shout yeah, out. and Shoeys is coming along. For all the people that are asking me, it's going to be it won't be such a dive bar anymore when we get back to it. Okay, okay, we just look at it that way. I'll still have the same atmosphere, but it'll be a, a completely different. It'll be the same environment. It'll just be renovated. Is that the way to put it? Sure. In any event, um, I think what ends up happening is like we're talking about um, people being prepared. And the reporter that talked to Strickland at the press conference before the UFC fight tonight asked an open-ended question about situations in Canada, Mm -hmm. which led to this guy just ripping him and going off about socio-political situations in Canada. And he even took it further when he started talking about gender orientation, boys sexual orientation, sexual orientation, and all that. I think when I'm doing a press conference, I really don't want to hear that guy's opinion about that. That's his own yeah. thing. And I think he took it a little bit too far at points. Yeah, but there's I a agree. hardcore audience out there said, yeah, he was great. I'm glad he said that. No, man, let's get back to one thing in the house that happens. We think equal is equal. Agreed? Mm-hmm. Equal doesn't mean some gets more, some gets slagged. Equal means equal. But my point being is sometimes these reporters... We'll ask an open-ended question, which takes them down a road that most of us don't want to hear because it gets very uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like was it like that question, like everyone's, what's so rampant now in media and journalism is like the gotcha moment. Everyone's trying to get the one of those. sound bite. Ugh, like fuck off. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I could give you, I, I'm very politically astute. I know the history of our country. If you wanted to, I could go off on 10 minutes on why I think the next election is going to be that way. But we're here for sports purposes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to know my politics. You know what I mean? You don't want to know, um, do I have a chimpanzee or a dog? That's all irrelevant because what I want to do when I want, want to watch a sports show is be informed and be entertained because we've been watching the highest level of competition mm-hmm. 
That's why we're here, correct? Right. Now, if something comes up like you say you've seen a good movie or we've seen a cool T-shirt, whatever the case may be, we can add it in just like we did at the beginning of the show. Great talk about going to Algonquin mm -hmm. Park, stuff like that. That's a little bit informative for people because maybe someone's going to go to Algonquin Park and check out that place with the, the arena. Right. Or with right. The, 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 the rink. The yeah. rink, right? But we don't want to know anything about your sexual orientation or, or whether or not you or, or who you're going to vote for or whether you believe what your children should be doing in school. That's for another platform at another time. So please be informed and know your information because then we don't have to hear these embarrassing things in the middle of sports shows. Agree? Yeah, agreed. You know what I'm saying? But thinking of embarrassing, we thought we'd take a little time to talk about the Australian Open. Which is now on, and I've been watching feverishly. Oh, no Canada. No Canadians left. No Canada. I wish it was old Canada. No, we got Felix. No, he lost to Medvedev. Oh, that's right. Straight, set, straight sets. What's that said this morning, right? Yeah. I didn't get to see it. I should have went up and done it. Anyways, Felix showed up, okay, and he lost to a potential finalist. The, or, well, the number three in the world. Number yeah. three in the world. Uh, but what I want to do a shout out is that. Sometimes I'm going to say this, and it might not be the way you're saying it. And it might sound like a bit of a contradiction. But what happened to our guy, Denis Shapovalov? Shapovalov? like This guy went out in the first round. Yeah. Didn't even show up. He was brutal. Did he grow his hair again? I don't really care. But I'm just saying, like, three years ago, John McEnroe, who's one of my favorite athletes of all time, was talking that he thought that this kid had some of the best ground strokes he's ever seen. What happened to this guy? He made it to the quarterfinals of Wimbledon. Just a couple of years yep. ago, remember against Djokovic? You know what I mean? And gave him a battle. Now it's three years later, and the guy's losing in the first round of the Australian Open. He's a hothead. 100% a spoiled, rotten kid as far as I'm mm -hmm. concerned. That, that, that's a word. I don't know. If he wants to come in, if you're listening to the show, buddy, come on in and defend yourself. But we only have... We know you are. Yes. But we only have what we can see. And when you put on sure. a performance, what you put on in the first round of the Australian Open... I'm going, ah, oh, come on, guy. You know what I mean? We're trying to get Canadian tennis back on the map. And uh, the, the performance was unbelievably inept. Is that the word? Yeah. Lost in straight sets, I believe. Straight sets. Yeah. Roundage had to retire in his first round, too. But I don't mind that because he's older and he was never going to be great because he was. I'm just a, saying it's, it's, it's a shame. Yeah. But he's a big lumbering guy with power. He couldn't remember the way the game is going. He couldn't get around the court. I think mm -hmm. he's going to be done. But I give him credit because I've never seen him mail in an event. No. I seen no, him get no. his ass kicked, but he took his ass kicked with pride. Mm -hmm. And I can deal with that. And he'll get back up. And he'll get back up. You know, I didn't see this from our Richmond Hill kid. You know what I'm saying? In any event, um, I've been watching the um, uh, Australian Open feverishly. I am a tennis fan. And sometimes I think what happens is when people go down to Australia, that's why they put that little roof on it. Because the heat this time of year in Melbourne and the travel. Oh, it's so intense. Yeah. And they say they go down there and like sometimes these people don't really give it their best efforts because they're trying to get out of Australia and go home. <laughs> I hate to hear that. Because if you don't want to It's a major. Go, that's what like, I'm saying. Ah, uh, that's, uh, that's so bizarre to me. Okay, but in my lifetime, did you not know this? And this is why I say John McEnroe is underrated as a tennis oh, player. Oh, we've talked about this. It used to be at the end of the year now yes. uh, during Christmas time, basically. It, yeah, because you should, it's a major. Yep. Let's give it the significance that it is. But in any event, there's been some great tennis. There's some great matches. Um, and it's on all day. Yep. If you're just sitting around and it's on all night, I'm a night owl. I watch those two in the morning matches. You know what I mean? I'm one of those nut bars, but on my eight hours a day of watching sports, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and next, 
Oh, well, I was just going to ask you predictions. Who do you think is going to make the men's final? Oh, Djokovic for sure. And uh, um, what's the buddy from Spain? Alcaraz. Oh, he's looking amazing. I like the fact he's out there with the cutoff shirts and showing the pipes. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm going to give this, though. I don't think this has anything to do with sports, but... I really think it's cool that some of these uh, outfits that the women are wearing, and they can keep the tennis ball on them. Mm -hmm. It's really neat. I go, like all of a sudden they, they they serve, and then another tennis ball comes out of their dress somewhere. <laughs> it's just I, th that's where technology is gone. Sure. Well, the men have pockets, so like I mean, they got to figure out something for the women too, right? I must be Velcro because back in the day, remember yeah. you'd always see the ball boy or the ball girl mm -hmm. throwing them the second ball when they had to serve, and I see them serving, and they and it's just like let. And they pull it out. Like, where do they get that ball from? And they're wearing really cool outfits. Yeah. Like, I yeah. just want to say they're wearing, not that that has anything to do with the game, but the fact that technology's gotten to a point where the ladies have the same opportunity to, to handle their mm -hmm. serves the way men do, which I think is kind of cool. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, I like that. I like it too. I think it's kind of cool. And the fashions are just amazing. Oh, yeah. The fashions that are come yeah. out there. Now, I got to say this. A couple of the guys, do they look in the mirror before they come to the court? <laughs> I mean, for... I've seen, I hope they're getting like a little extra bump from Nike or whoever to wear some of oh, those Oh, there's outfits. a couple of European... Uh, uh, what's the one that starts with an M? Big European company. They did... Um, or no, it wasn't uh, whatever. The, the guy that did Ben Johnson back in the day. What was his company? I forget. Anyway, oh, if you I look it up. In any event, some of those outfits that come out and I go, hmm, <laughs> this Halloween... <laughs> you know what I mean? But for the most part, I think that, like, and, and even the rackets, like the technology in sports in, uh, in the tennis world. It's insane. Is, it really is. It really is. So where are we going from here, buddy? Uh, well, I feel like we should touch on uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. going into arbitration. Okay, Mr. Ross, Ross Askins, I know you're a regular listener to our show. Okay. Our biggest fan. Second biggest fan. We've got to be somebody bigger. In any event, I just want to bring this up because I'm totally concerned about the Toronto Blue Jays for the 2024 season. It's now getting to a point where we talked about this previously where we always thought when you brought these two guys in from Cleveland, Shapiro and Atkins, mm -hmm. they were the ultimate bean counters and they'd gotten Cleveland to the offseason without the insane... Um, Budgets. Same budgets as the big league team. Cleveland made the playoffs. Cleveland went to the World, World Series. Series yeah. Stuff like that. Now they come to the Toronto, which is, if nobody, if you're listening to our show, and, and you can fact check us on this, at times we may believe that Toronto uh, Blue Jays are one of the richest franchises in um, North America. We oh, got, they're uh, always like ranked in the top 10. Always, and sometimes yeah. more. But I mean, with our fan base, our, uh, our budgets, etc., we may be taking Vladdy Guerrero to arbitration, and nobody's gone to arbitration in Toronto, what is it, the last 10 years? It's been a long time. Yeah, nobody's gone to arbitration. Now, I've said previously on this show that I think that sometimes the dressing room gets a little bit messed up, and whose team is it? Is it Bose or is it Vladdy's? I don't think it should be either one's team. I think it should be a team, so to speak. Well, there's got to be that leader, though, right? And if there's friction between the two, I mean, we saw it happen with your Montreal Canadiens a few years ago. Okay. Was it Pacioretty's team? Was it Subban's team? Okay, okay. And both, yeah. and where did both of them go? Yeah, they both got shipped out of town. Okay. And once Carey Price got uh, hurt there, he, I guess he was the, the mediator. It was all over. Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, that's what I'm afraid is going to go on. Like, I'm, I'm worried, and I hope I am wrong, but I'm, I'm expecting a regression in the performance of the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Toronto Blue Jays this year, because mm -hmm. what have they done to improve the team? Nothing. I'm really happy they got the Korean pitcher. 
Yeah, but all these guys are signed to minor league deals, so I don't think they have much faith in them cracking the major league roster. Well, only because the guys are, uh, this guy's a little bit older. And what they also have to do is realize... They really got to blow away their socks at training camp. That's the point. A number, oh, of course. And not only that, they, they, people don't realize that a lot of these um, Asian pitchers are used to working on a six-man six rotation. rotation as opposed to a five-man rotation. So they're going to have to adjust their routines and their whatever. Now, I hope he's good. Um, of course. Um, there's a few people that said he was outstanding in the World Baseball Classic, and he's been like an all-star in his league. But that's not the point. We haven't even heard of this guy. He better be a superstar when he comes in. I do believe that Toronto's going to surprise people with the pitching when that left-hander, Tiedemann? Tiedemann. Tiedemann. And I think that I'm praying that Manoa has a comeback here. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. And if that's the case, our pitching is going to tell you that. But, okay, let's let's start right now. Who's starting for third base in Toronto? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, if we the find another there. left-handed power hitter, we don't even have one. And now Vladdy's going to arbitration. And my prediction is this. If Vladdy goes to arbitration, he's two years away from playing for another team. Yep. Agreed? Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. And you hinted at this last year, too. Um, I'm not saying that anybody has an attitude problem, but I don't care about your attitude. I want to see your performance. And if you add a little character to your performance along the way, that's what we get the colorful players. Mm -hmm. But this has gone a little bit too far with what's going on with Vladdy, the way the team was judged last year, or the way they changed it last mm -hmm. year. And now they came into, he had his, what would you say, maybe not his best season last year. No. You know no. what I mean? I mean, if he was if he was just a guy, like if our show gave us those numbers, we'd be doing cartwheels. Sure. You know what I mean? This is Vladdy. The bar's been set so oh, much higher. Oh, MVP finalist two seasons yep. ago. Runner-up. Runner-up yeah. two years ago. And what do we have now? So if anyone that's listening there remember, sometimes when things happen on the field, you have to look at what's going on in the locker room. Yeah. Correct? Yep. Correct? In any event, the Houston Astros signed my boy Hater. For only about seventy million, what was it? Five years, seventy million. Yeah. Five years. He didn't get twenty million a year. Okay, so the market's there, and he's out there. And I'm screaming, why didn't the Toronto Blue Jays? Now, your opinion is you'd rather play in Houston than Toronto. If all things were equal, yes. I would have given him an extra ten mil. We had sixty million. We're going to spend. Where's the sixty million in your piggy bank? You know, do you have to go down to Money Mart to make sure it's real? Maybe it wasn't in the budget. Sixty million was in six hundred million was in. Maybe the bag. that was an exception for Otani. I'm saying that's possible. However, you you're telling me you had the resources to improve the team. As a diehard now Toronto Blue Jay fan, and I'm going to look at the product on the field, and I say you had six hundred million and you haven't spent a nickel of that since. I'm skeptical. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, I don't have high hopes for this team at all, unless like something drastic happens in the next couple of weeks. Uh, oh, yes, exactly. And there's still a ton of free agents yep. out there. You know what there's I mean? Time, but... There's time, but this is now January 19th, I believe, or not January, January 20th. 20th. Okay, we're one month away from pitchers and catchers reporting. That's 30 days away. So I, unless they do something, and now I've heard there's a couple kids that are coming up through the system that may surprise us. But um, I get surprised, too, when I look at my lottery ticket. I win 12 bucks. Okay, so you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not justifying that at all. Let's hope the best with Blue Jays. Yeah, right? it's going to be a tough season, though. I hope If we end up last in the American League East this year, I will lose oh, my caca. Don't say that. I'm just, I'm just looking around what other teams have done. Yankees are, Yankees are freaking loading for bear. Boston's made some sneaky good moves. Yeah, they're a wild card in this. 
And um, Baltimore, Baltimore, with that young team who just won the division, they're not going anywhere. And Tampa Bay, you know, is going to feel the good Bay. team. Every yeah. time. Anyways, we'll be giving you a lot more about baseball in the coming month when the time comes, yep. so, so to speak. Uh, on to something a little bit lighter. So there was a nice little story out of Newfoundland. Terry Ryan, former uh, Montreal 8th overall draft pick, I believe, got called back to play uh, his first professional game in over 20 years. Was it over 20? It's yeah. been a while. And yeah. it was the first time that his daughter got to see him play. It was amazing. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to hear his interview on NHL Network. Um, to be honest with you, as a hab diehard, I wanted to kick the guy to the curb back in the day. Okay, let's be honest. Okay, what was he, eighth overall? I believe. First round. He he was, like, like how highly coveted. Let's see. Yeah, eighth overall, 1995. Okay, and what did he do? He never even scored 20 goals for us. Uh, he only played eight professional – or eight, eight NHL games. Yeah, because uh, injury, I know that. Some of it had to do with injury, but some of it had to do with attitude. Okay, mm. we know that. However – well, I don't know that. This is before my time. Oh, but. I remember too. I would imagine me a hab guy. You don't think I was cursing this guy's name? However, sometimes you get the humanity out of a guy, and he gets to tell his story. And uh, it was—if you ever get a chance to see it on NHL Network, it was a great. I did not know this. He's written two books. Oh wow! Yeah, and one of the books is the Pratt Falls of not being prepared to play in the NHL, not knowing your role, yeah, and then how you adjust the money that you make during that time to eventually bring up a family so off the ice he's been far more successful than he was on the ice which is a beautiful thing mm -hmm. and to bring your daughter out that he's still gotten scrapped <laughs> yeah. he's still gotten a scrap but um great great uh story uh check it out online i know he's on there on youtube whatever the case yeah. may be but my respect for terry ryan is is exponentially Advanced because I haven't talked about the guy for a long time because he pissed me off so badly that well, that's what was the beginning of our never going anywhere. Yeah, well, late '90s, early 2000s was a dark age for the Habs. Thank you yeah. very much. But it, oh, and by the way, let's go back to something I like to to rally on all the time. Let's look at the management team when they drafted Terry Ryan. You know who it was? Rajon Ool came from the beer store to the general manager seat. And they pulled Mario Tremblay, who could barely speak English, out of the booth and said, you guys can win, Brandon the Montreal Canadiens. You guys won Stanley Cups. And you guys uh, muffed up the Patrick Waugh situation, oh, too. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You just add it all up and more than dark times for us. Mm -hmm. because, and that was in between the Molson family came back. Yeah. Because yeah. remember, they had sold the team and they came back because they were embarrassed at the way the team was being put together and... Thank God the family's back. I'm not saying anywhere, but we will talk about hockey in a minute, won't yeah. we? Uh, also, another... Uh, this is, well, this is an, actually an anniversary. It's the 10th anniversary of the infamous John Tortorella going to the Flames dressing room incident. That's Is that the highlight of his insanity? Oh, hands down. That's like an all-time Hockey Night in Canada, like, classic moment. Yeah, that... From, like, the... the the taking two minutes to drop the puck before the game, then whatever between first and second period, the intermission there, insane. Oh yeah, that, insane. But you know what though, Torts for all of his insanity is still a good coach. Oh, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, uh, look at the job he's doing in Philly. Hundred percent. And not only that, that we were making jokes about it off the air. Like we said, what have happened if one of those reporters who we were talking about at the beginning of the show asked Torts one of those kind of questions? Oh, exactly. He would have <laughs> thrown them I would, to the I would, I would have just seen it to put it on the highlight film. It would have just been great. But you know what? The, the thing about guys like Torts and um, some of these coaches in professional sports is they're still from the old school. 
Oh, very much so with torts. You know what I mean? And the bottom line is, as society changes, so does sports. Mm -hmm. And maybe some of us guys, like me, have not adapted to some of the things that are supposedly the way you're supposed to operate. Do you know what I mean? Well, to me, as long as you're above board, that's cool. Right. You know, I don't think torts was as bad as the old uh, Jim Schoenfeld thing. Jim Schoenfeld. Oh, yeah, have another donut. Oh, I don't think it was as that's, bad. Yeah, that's, I have another donut. That's number one. I remember that's, that that's when I was like, that's one. way before your time. But I remember that on the sports show there because you only didn't have all the sports. I don't even think, think TSM was around in that time. No, it would have been around, but probably like pretty fresh. Yeah, and because, you know, I, I did see it. I think I did see it on uh, the famous show with uh, Bob McCowan at uh, 1130 at night on uh, Global News. That was the first big sports show in Toronto, in my opinion. But I, th- I remember it showing up there. But once again... You have to be careful when you go after somebody on an emotional level in the height of a game. Shit may happen. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And Torts has never lasted five years at any team, has he? Coaching-wise? He's never what, sorry? He's never had a, a, a five-year span with any team. Oh, he? no. He's like a three-year coach. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I mean, look at well, Actually, you know, Tampa Bay, he would have been there, I feel like, for five, a few years. five six years. Yeah, but then that was he, the only one though. Maybe New York. Yeah. New York was not. Oh, that was a short one too, actually. Yeah, because yeah. in Tampa Bay, he he pushed that team to where he was, and once they left, they went to their next success. So obviously, he built a foundation there. Sure. You know what I mean? But um, the old school and the new school will be fighting until the day I die. I think. You know what I mean? Next. Uh, um, let me see. We're gonna oh, go so, to your favorite favorite subject. Right so. Now. Uh, We'll get. We'll kind of like uh, move it into hockey from here. But uh, obviously, All Star is in Toronto this yes. year. We all know who's designing the jerseys. One, Justin Bieber. Ugh. They were re- they were kind of leaked out before, or like the logos were leaked out. I thought it looked awful, and seeing him on the jerseys, I can confirm it looks awful. Oh, beyond that, but- they, they, it's like something you'd find like out of a McDonald's like Happy Meal or something. Oh, like, they're so bad. Did you see the nameplates too? They're like on the guy's ass basically and they're yeah. all like lowercase letters. I don't get that. It's stupid. Well, I, I just think it, it was. It's, is it so it's synonymous kids? with like Justin Bieber's brand? Like, fuck off. Yeah, uh, maybe. It may be. I don't know. I think know. it is. I, I, think, I think it is because like I'm thinking of like Bieber's like whatever's Drew brand or whatever. Like it's all like lowercase letters. Like such nonsense. There's a rumor he may do a little bit of performance at the game. Do you see who they announced as the performers for the All-Star game? No, I thought Bieber was going to be one of them. No, no, okay. he's not. At least they didn't announce it. But like, So, Glorious Sons is headlining. I'm, I'm a fan of that band. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, I love Glorious Sons. Everyone else I have not heard of. Like, there was one of the pictures, like, some dude with, like, colored hair and lipstick. And then people were like, does, and then the, all who the comments were just like, I've never heard of this guy. And then all the comments were just like, once again, the NHL does not understand its audience. No, you know what I'm saying? And that's interesting you said that because... At my age, I don't think those uniforms were marketed for me. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Because I never got that lower cast on the bottom. Like Stupid. I, I've seen in, in, in some of the pro teams and some of the college teams, they put the name in a different spot. But I've never seen it done in that way. Kind of weirds me out. I go, why? Is that the and, I think it's, just, it's different to for the sake of being different. That's what it feels like. They don't look good. However, one of the no. colors is already sold yeah, out. Yeah, on the Real Sports website, the blue jerseys is already sold out somehow. Um, is it due to the fact that we talked about this is that they will become instant collector's items? I don't see why. 
I'm telling they're you, they're not what. even aesthetically pleased. Like the ones no. that last year in Florida, like those were cool jerseys. Okay, I no, no, no. Yeah, I, I thought the design it was it was a little new age. Well, but it was it like was it was cool. a throwback to the '90s ones with the little like uh, Miami Vice. Yeah, uh, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I got it. The, the theme at the time where the game was. But what's it? Toronto going for? Like primary colors? Like I don't get it. I, I'm I'm of this I'm of this thing, and I talked to my brother about this concerning the Detroit Lions. He says I'm glad we're wearing these uniforms on Sunday because. I'm going, ah, eh, yeah, whatever. Detroit Lions, Dallas Cowboys, Toronto Maple Leafs, Chicago Blackhawks, New York Yankees. Um, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Those traditional uniforms so represent the franchise in a way. Like, you know, you see it and you know that's what it is. Yeah. I'm just saying. Iconic. Yeah. In this world of TikTok and uh, history was last week and all that kind of nonsense, I wonder. It's the market. Well, history is now. Okay, in the moment. Okay, let's forget what we said five minutes ago because that's history. Okay, but in any event, I think it's the marketing. What it is is like they're just finding another way to try to get uh, the pesos out of your pocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, and but it's I not a good way. No, no, but I mean, like that's what I'm saying. This is definitely not marketed for somebody my age. You know I feel like mean? it's not marketed for someone my age either. Really? Okay, yeah. then I'll go to that. Because you see, at my age, the only thing they marketed for you is things that make your bowels move in Viagra. <laughs> That's, you know what I mean? Nothing else. I, I haven't seen anything else that I, I'm going like. And thank God I have none of those issues. However... That's the only thing I'm saying at my age, and uh, the great Tony Kornheiser on PTI makes jokes about it all all the time. Oh, for sure. Once you get to a certain age, you're no longer part of the marketing um, team looks at you anymore. However, they um, don't understand that the amount of people over 50 years old that are still hardcore watching sports is a huge demographic. For sure. You know what I mean? It's not respected in this world today because... Because you're not the demographic that's going out and buying things. But we're the ones that are putting the ratings on your TV show and you say, how come so many people were watching the game? We're all... Well, for watching. sure. We're the guys watching. I agree. And, and I agree. But, you're be... not, but the advertisers aren't marketing no. to you. No. I mean, okay, just look at it. When you sit down and watch a, a game with your dad... And your dad brings up all the old stuff that he's seen over the years. Why? Because your dad was a diehard. You know what I mean? He knows the game. He's been watching the game how many years? Whatever the case may be. And I think it's an interesting dichotomy. You don't know my dad very well, do you? He's not a diehard at all. No? I thought it was more your mom's more? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Mrs. Milani. Okay. My mom, you cut her open, she bleeds blue. Wow. But I mean, your, your, your family is obviously sports-oriented. Yes. Okay. Yes. That, that's my, what... her father, big Leafs fan, big soccer fan. Oh yeah, that's what. Yeah, I'm... her brother, uh, big Blue Jays fan, big Bills fan, big Raptors fan. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, um, sports is engraved in yes. your family. That that's what I'm getting at. So you you get the old to the new, and sometimes I think that you know when you're watching it, golf's got the biggest problem when you want to talk about that issue. But we're getting off track. Who's watching golf? Me. Yeah, that's okay. the old dudes are watching golf. Oh, whatever the case. That's maybe. when we see all the Viagrads. But I, I just, I, I'm, I'm wondering how this is going to be pulled off. We do one more thing about the All Star Game is, believe it or not, um, it's one of the most hyped All Star Games I've seen in a long while. You think so? I'm going to tell you why because you know I have the box and I've been um, watching NHL Network and some of the broadcasts from Americans who are horrible. No disrespect, but um, the bottom line is um, they've been talking about Toronto Original Six being a relevant team the tradition of hockey in Canada and all that other stuff they're bringing to the table. Like, what do you think of it? If the All-Star game was in Columbus, you think it would be this hyped? 
I, I'm I'm I don't agree that it has been getting hyped though. Like I think it's just like marketed like any other All Star game. But I'm seeing I'm hearing more talk about it than other. Maybe because we're in the market. I think that's why. Okay, maybe it is. Yeah, I should take a look at that because it should be in the market because I've heard good, bad, and ugly about why it's in Toronto. But the number one thing is a Hockey Hall of Fame here. You got a storied franchise. We have NHL offices here. <clears throat> NHL offices, yeah. Just keep adding it on, and it makes sense why the uh, the game is here, so to speak. But let's get up talking about the real issues in the NHL at the halfway point of the season where we said at the beginning of the season we would begin to assess who is the pretenders and who are the... Oh, so Leafs' number one pretender. Ooh, ooh. No, they're playing fucking pathetic. Like, they're blowing leads every night. Oh. Samsonov gave him such a great opportunity to win against the Red Wings on Sunday. What do they do? They throw him to the Wolves. Okay, I agree. I mean, Samsonov... Come on. Horrible on the last goal. He was Samsonov on the he last He gave him goal. a chance to win, though. Oh, yes, he did. I'll give him credit for that. It was just too bad. The Red Wings were sitting on a plane for eight hours. You couldn't beat them? Come on. Point well taken. Come on. However, it's going to go back to what's going to haunt you guys forever, and let's see what happens at the trade deadline. And we know how the cap situation works. I hear about it all the time. I look at cap friendly. I'm really glad you educated me on that point. But I'm going to say something right now. Your back end has to do something. O'Reilly can't play sixty minutes. O'Reilly can't play sixty minutes a night. I think he's all star caliber, but at the end of the year, I think so too. He deserves to be at the all star game. And not only that, I think at the end of the year, if he continues his performance at the end of the year, he might be second team all star. But I think that he deserves Mm, some credit. uh, I don't know about second team all star, but Oh, he'll uh, be up there. Who's going to be ahead of him? McCarr, Hughes. Quinn Hughes, yeah. Like, those two, two guys are front runners. Automatic, yeah. Yeah, but but after that, there's a lot of guys that are playing on Riley's level around the league that haven't got to the next level, but we're going to wait and see. That's another story. But, but they but they definitely got to do some shuffling with that back end, though. Like, TJ Brody, like, oh, he's he's been awful. Oh, I wanted, You didn't want to admit it earlier in the year. I was kind of saying there's some cracks in the armor showing with TJ Brody. What about that pass the other night? Who was he passing? He got an assist on that goal, didn't he? Who? And the, was it the Calgary? Oh. Did he did he get an assist on that goal? Did he not? It was, it was a Colorado game. I think yeah, it's it Colorado. Yeah. Did he get an assist on that goal? <laughs> that, you should get like a negative assist for that. Whatever. They take one away from you. Oh, it was. It, but you know what it mean? And um, like I said, I'm an eight hours a day sports guys right now, and I really listen to one things they're saying, and, and a lot of teams do it, but it's at the time you do it is throwing a donut to the other team at the wrong time. Like you're a professional. Who is Brody passing it to? Okay, now let's take a next step further. One of the other goals. McCabe threw it around the net to yeah. who? Oh, that's McCabe's favorite move, throwing it around the net to the other team. To the other team. I know other teams do it, but it seems that, is it the pressure in Toronto? I don't know what's going on. I don't know. It happens it's at... A, it just looks like a lack of awareness to me. Which gets back to uh, your favorite subject, uh, the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I'm saying... How desperate is this guy? Pontius Holmberg on the first line. Come on, that's that. If that doesn't scream desperate, well, I think you disrespected the kid, or did he miss the game? Nice. Wait. When you put him on the first line, why'd you do that? Why did they put him on the first line? Why did they put him on the first line? Yeah. Why is that disrespecting him? Well, I mean, like he's now playing with Matthews and uh, Marner. Is that what you're talking about? I'm, I'm I'm talking about Pontius Holmberg. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what does that have to do? What that have to do with knives? Why do they? Did he stay on the line with Marner and them? But why did they move Holmberg's, him up? Holmberg's on the top line still with Matthews and Marner. Why? I don't get that. That's desperate. What that's what I'm saying. So that's no, but what did you bring up about knives? I don't get that. Because then he got moved back. Oh yeah. I, so what, what about but his? But knives and Domi have chemistry. 
Agreed. And yeah. I think Domi's your most underrated player on your team this year. Well, that him, guy, and, him and Bertuzzi, their five-on-five scoring is actually better than Tavares and Nylander this exactly. year. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? And those guys go out there playing every shift hard. Like, Bertuzzi is now mm-hmm. the guy that you traded for or signed. Yep. Yep. He's definitely signed. And I don't see D- Domi taking a shift off. No. You know Bertuzzi, I mean? like, the thing about him, though, is, like, he looks like he's, like, a beat off half the time. You know what I mean? He's a drummer that didn't come in on time. <laughs> But he plays good. Sure. I, I, sure. I know exactly what you're saying. Like, he always seems to be, if he was just a step before, he had been a step a, before or a step yeah. after. Like, he's always just like a step off. But he, I, his effort cannot be denied. I, I agree with that. Okay. I agree with that. I'm just saying that your back end is having difficulty getting the puck out of the net. So I'm going to say something absolutely outrageous is going to piss you off because we do keep tabs on the Habs. If you had our six defensemen, top six defensemen, instead of your six defensemen, I believe you guys would be a Stanley Cup contender because whatever you say about the mm. Montreal Canadiens, no, look who we have. We have two good veterans in Matheson and Savard, even though Matheson over, he overplays. But he, he he's great bringing the puck out of the zone. We got the kid, um, um, Gooley, who's played great. Struble's come out of nowhere mm-hmm. to hit everybody and play. And Barron's good. How much of that is systems and coaching, though? Marty St. Louis is doing an amazing That's job. That's my point. Okay, now we did get bombed 6-2 the other night, but that was our sixth game in nine nights, wasn't it? So that's mm-hmm. like a, you know you have those scheduled losses. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a bad time to lose because we were with we're within four points of the playoffs, and I'm not still going to say that the Habs are playing are going to make the playoffs yet. I'm hoping they do, but our, we don't. We we show up every night. Sure. You know what I mean? And then there's going to be the scheduled loss. Like, what was it last week? Colorado was in that great run, and then they ran into Boston and got their ass kicked mm-hmm. 5-2. So it's the same in all sports. There's going to be the scheduled-type losses. However, it's the effort on the ice. I agree. And what's going on in your back end. And Toronto has... And you know who's starting to do it, too? Catch me off guard. Who have good defensemen? The New York Rangers. Oh, yeah. They've lost yeah. some games because they're... And I've seen Fox make a couple of, like, wait a second, did you just do that? It's the same thing. You get a little pressure on you, and you throw the puck around the net. But who's there? I noticed that uh, recently, uh, Gooley did that on Montreal. He sat for a few shifts. As you should. Exactly, but they don't do that on Toronto. The guy's back out on the next shift. Like they're, they, Keith plays his spots weird with that. Like there was the one game where like he, whatever, Nylander and Tavares didn't see the ice for like the last ten minutes. But like stuff like that feels like too little, too late. Yeah, but you know what? I, I think you're insulting those guys. I know the game you're talking about because Nylander didn't back check a couple times. Yeah. Okay, he got caught in the back check but because he was expecting the forward to freaking – he didn't expect him to throw it around the net. He was expecting the pass to go forward, mm-hmm. which Matheson does very well, even though Matheson Montreal overplays the puck at times. I will admit oh, that. That's been his problem everywhere he's gone. Yeah he, yeah, he overplays the puck. But, I mean, his performance is above what we expected this year. Sure. You know what I mean? Same with Savard. And that's a steadying... Well, Savard's good. He's always been good. Yeah, but he's. they say it's a steadying influence in the dressing room. Mm, that makes sense. Okay, who's who's the steadying influence in the Toronto Maple Leaf <laughs> dressing room now? Oh, I miss Jake Muzzin, man. How uh, can you not? Okay, let's just say this. It's finally happening. Father Time is catching up with Giordano. Yeah. Okay? You got that issue. Um, Brody is showing cracks in the armor. And McCabe is making too many mistakes. That's one guy on each of your pair. Each pair, uh, yeah. On each pair that's susceptible. Giordano you can get away with because he's like a third pair guy, but like... And most of the times he does... Even McCabe, like... I mean, the second and third pair in the Leafs are kind of like... the That line is blurred, but Brody, man, that's... 
That's that's a big issue you got to fix. Exactly. That's a, your top pair D. I think he's been on goal on the ice for when the Leafs have been blowing those leads. Yeah. Like, I think he was on the ice for four or five of those goals. Is he like the new Brian McCabe whenever there's the goal against the team that's like Cameron? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? We mentioned that earlier in the year, and I think that's shameful for Toronto to do that. You know the guy makes a mistake, so then what you can do is you flash onto him so every – Buddy that's got a podcast like us or everybody that's sitting in the bar go, did you see that? You know what I mean? So don't shame the guy. No, I agree. You know what I mean? So what do you expect from the Leafs tonight? This is a huge game. Oh, we're getting blown out this weekend. We, I don't think we win in Vancouver or Seattle. I'm taking, I'm taking Toronto to win tonight when we do our picks. I'm going to say oh, it right now. Well, your loss. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to tell you why. The Toronto Maple Leafs seem to have this. Like, look at They were down 2 nothing to Calgary. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they didn't show up for the first 10 minutes of that game. It was embarrassing. So what we are doing now is we are seeing the transition from Austin Matthews, in my opinion, from being the guy that scored goals that was on the edges to now being a force in the middle. I agree. He's knocking guys. Him and Riley are like, are like, and I guess Joseph Wall too, he's just been up for a long time, are like the three guys on the team. Like I would not criticize at all on this team. No. Those are the three like like front to back have done their job. Okay, so let's, let's put it one day further, and this is not going to be an indictment, maybe an indictment of your coach. Remember when um, he decided to shake things up and put Marner on one line and Nylander on the other line, mm-hmm. forgetting that um, uh, Matthews hit about seven posts in that little stretch there. Remember what's along the line? He hit about seven posts or whatever the case may be. However, did you see the goal the other night when, when – um, Matthews left it for Marner. He scooted it around, and and Marner threw that puck to a spot. That's chemistry. Sure, you know, and it was in the net. It was in the red line. But it, and, and I, me and my PVR, I rewound that play because I remember Austin Matthews was behind the net on the other side. Right, right. Full skated around. Didn't stop skating. Didn't stop his energy. Marner came in, picked up the pot, and just threw it. And where was Matthews? Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful goal. Right. That's chemistry. So, coach, you should never split that up for the rest of the year. No, well, that's what I'm saying. It's the whole thing is desperate, and like, there's the big issue though is the lack of accountability. Let's be oh, real. Oh, okay. That's... When when Marner said we've been playing great hockey, I want to like I want to take Worst a page quote... of your book and throw something at the TV. Yes, no, is or that just the... throw something across the room. I didn't care. But like, like, what are you talking about? You played like a good 20 minutes against Colorado. You didn't show up for the second and third period. That's great hockey. Fuck off. You're going to get swept in the playoffs if that's how it goes. We're going to get to the metrics in a minute. However, let's just talk about that. Marner, and I've heard it everywhere. The guy grew up in the city. We've talked about this before. Of course. He's well... Markham boy. Mar- and and well, well-versed in the history of mm-hmm. the franchise. Went to probably the most storied franchise in the OHL. Yeah, London Knights. Okay, so he's been on the high end of hockey all his life. And you're was not, on one of the top AAA teams in the GTHL, too. There you go. Dom Mills. Uh, yeah, and so now let's take it one step further. After a game, you come up to a microphone and you say, what? We've been playing great hockey. Oh, my God. I, I would have The ra- cope is real. I would have I would have rather him said uh, we gave it a good effort we made some mistakes but we got to think about the next game than than what <laughs> oh I agree I, like but to say that on TV he got eaten alive but the word around the campfire is he doesn't trust the press in Toronto shouldn't he understand that this is the most media scope no, team in the yeah. NHL he should know that he's a kid he grew up here so you're gonna go to the media and you're gonna so how, how much got, of that is the some bad advice he's getting by uh, his agent I was gonna say his dad. <laughs> 
Ooh, okay, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm going to leave dads out of it. I'm a dad. Hey, uh, Paul, Paul Marner, you put himself in this conversation. Well, yeah, we know that. But the bottom line is, like, you should know better this long. He's, he's not a kid anymore. He's played no. eight years. Eight years in Toronto. He's seen the press every day. They got more press at a Toronto Leaf game than probably any other organization in any sport mm -hmm. in North America. Wow. Uh, maybe the Dallas Cowboys, New Yankees, York Yankees. Yeah. But, I mean, Knicks. they're right up there. Knicks, yeah, they're right up there. So doesn't he, what, he hasn't had education in media? Of course he has. Then why would you say something that He's a spoiled brat, that's oh. why. <laughs> a lot of I'm embarrassed I picked this team to go far in the playoffs at the beginning of the season. Like, it's not going to happen. Okay, well we're gonna we're gonna talk about. And that. then there's talk now that like they're gonna like whatever like move around like the edges on this team, but it's like or reorganizing the chairs in the Titanic. Like That's what, what are we you're doing? Do. That's what you're gonna do. You know what I mean? There's a couple of defensemen Ugh. out there though. There's a few defensemen out there. Like who? Uh, the two guys on Calgary, the kid on Anaheim, <sighs> the kid on Columbus. What do you trade for them though? Um, I don't know yet, but you. you That's you, a big problem. You know what I mean? You need you need some like one more stable. I think you can get away with your defense because your offense is good enough, and you got forty games to rectify it. If you can come up with that one steadying guy, like a Savard type. You guy. know what we need? We need to lose these next two games so we can fire Key faster. <sighs> I'm serious, and then hire like I don't know a hard ass Gerard Gallant. Why not? Oh, Gallant's on the sidelines, isn't he? Yeah, I'd want Craig Berube too, but I doubt these. Still fresh off uh, the job in St. Louis, so I, I imagine he's going to want to take a little bit of a break. No, I, I think that Gerard Gallant would be the guy. I wonder how he'd shake up the freaking country club in the Toronto mm. Maple Leafs uh, dressing room. You know, what I'd I mean? wonder if management would want him though. That's my concern. He's not a management guy. We know that. <laughs> oh Every, yeah, everybody knows he's not a management guy. But the bottom so are we going to do another softball coach like Sheldon Keefe? Ooh, but he's a strategist, isn't he? Oh, Okay, well, what good strategy if you can't get your players to uh, buy in? Then there's then well, and, and you never hold your top players accountable. The that's one time, the number one time, the what? one time he actually had anything critical to say about the big boys to the media, he walked it back. Not even twenty four hours. I don't, I don't even think it was twelve hours later. No, he I, walked it back. Uh, you know what I mean? And St. Louis made some cracks, and Torts has made some cracks. Sure, Cooper's made some cracks, but they don't back down from what they say. What about uh, in Colorado? The players are holding each other accountable. Devin Taves, remember? Oh, excellent, excellent. I uh, love that. Uh, why wouldn't you want that on team? He came right out the media. What do you say? And I love Devin Taves, by the way. I think he's such Great an underappreciated uh, defenseman yeah, this yeah, league. Yeah. Like, you, that's what you guys need. Yeah. You need a, you need a guy like I, that. It, I, I still can't believe the Colorado got him for two second round picks from the Islanders. That might be like the biggest steal in a long time. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to get to the Islanders because they're another weird Oh, ass they're team. falling off the cliff. They're, there's a weird-ass team. But anyway, we're at the midway point of the season, so we're not going to... I always say when you start the beginning of the season, especially in a game like hockey, there's so many games, that there's so many variables, there's so many things that could happen that sometimes we have an idea what's going to happen during the season, but there's just... The winds of change happen everywhere, so to speak. Oh, yeah. So when you look at it at the beginning of the season, there were certain teams that we projected to be in a certain position. Boston Bruins, um, New York Rangers, Colorado Avalanche, um, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, who am I missing? Okay. Like what? That we thought would be high up that, there? It's going to be up there. Vegas. Now. Vegas. Okay. So let's just use those teams now. First thing I want to do is I want to apologize to the city of Winnipeg and to Winnipeg Jets. Yes. Because on this show, I was like uh, calling them the Coyote with the Anvil and the Acme Cliff. 
and the Acme wait yeah. on the edge of the cliff, the end waiting goal, yeah. for the Roadrunner to go beep beep. That's what I was waiting for. I don't know what's gone on in Winnipeg. Number one team in the league right now. But number three right number now. Two, oh yeah, because they lost a couple in a row, right? But they're still up there. Oh, they're still. But and you know what? The, uh, what I'm going to get at and now. They have games in hand actually on the teams that are ahead of them. So exactly, they could be back at number one before you know it. So, anyways, I'm an old school guy. I'm, I'm going to look at the standings now, completely different than any way I talked about it for the whole year. And I'm going to go to the Scotty Bowman school of how you get to the Stanley Cup. Every year now it's called the Vesna. Now it's the Jennings, right? Best team with the goals against average. Yeah, Jennings yeah, the Jennings. The veterans for the best goaltender. Every year he used to say, the first thing you should try to do is win the Vesna. That was a Scotty mm. Bowman um, credo. Win the Vesna, you got a chance at winning the Stanley Cup. So today's age, it's win the Jennings, and you got a chance at winning the Stanley Cup. Although, look at the last few Jennings winners. They have not done well in the playoffs. That's where I might be getting a little <laughs> off board, but I'm going to stick to it in this way. If you look at the metrics right now and the teams that I would say would go forward, let's just say here's how it's going to work. I don't think you have to be the top 10 scoring team in the league, but I do believe you have to be a top 10 goals against average team. I think I think you got to be top 10 in both. Okay. Those are the teams that usually win the cup. Okay, but I'm saying I want my goals against average to be better than my uh, goal production in this sense. Sure. Winnipeg has not given up three, though they finally gave up four goals, didn't they, the other night? The first time since, like, what, early October? 30 games, yeah, yeah with something, whatever the case may be. So when you look at that metric, there's three things I'm going to talk about. Your goals against average, okay? And number two is your special teams. Because if you look at it in the playoffs, your special teams are highlighted amazingly, plus your goal differential. Mm-hmm. So if you go around the league right now, I'm going to say that the teams that have inspired me to believe in these metrics are the Vancouver Canucks, the Winnipeg Jets, the New York Rangers are there even though they've had issues of late. Still top of their division, though. Still top of their division, and they got a great um, differential. Sneaky, sneaky good numbers is a team. Well, I mean, their differential has kind of fallen back a little bit. A little bit, but they got 40 games to rectify it. But the other team that you drag their dick in the dirt every chance you possibly can get, whose metrics aren't bad, are the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've seemed to figure it out along the uh, way. Their goal differential is only a plus one. But I'm saying their goals against average is solid in their top ten in the league in scoring. How's their five-on-five scoring? That's that's <laughs> about it. But you see, that's why I'm saying... That's crucial, though. Agreed. So that, I'm saying it's not that. It's pretty good. But their power plays up there. Same with the Leafs. But the Leafs are nowhere near the top 10 in goals against average. And that could play against them in the in the playoffs unless right. their power play and their special teams are on this level. Like you look at Vancouver. You look at Winnipeg. These guys have also have the top penalty killing teams yeah. in the league. L.A. did have one of the top penalty killing teams. Talk, talk about another team that's fallen off the cliff. I, I can't believe Edmonton past them okay so let's get to Edmonton that's my final team I want to talk about I do not think that run and gun will win in the playoffs they're just blowing teams away and their goal differential is getting insane now did you check it out yeah I'm looking at it right now they're a plus 25 right now considering uh, that terrible start is amazing that that's what I'm saying but looking at their back end are they still in the top 10 in goals against average no because no. they win a lot of 6-5 games well, I stand by what I said about them at the beginning of the season I think you need an upgrade on defense like you can't go in there with Cody Ceci as your like top four, top pair guy. So we're getting back to what I'm saying. Yeah. The thing about the about the Edmonton is going to get there is going to kill them as their goals 
against average. And the fact that um, their special teams are not the best penalty-killing team in the league. No. You know what I mean? So That being said, I wouldn't want to run into, run into them in the playoffs. Well, I'm just saying that because you're also pointing out, which I should have checked before the show, is that you said some of the teams with the best metrics did not go as far in the playoffs as they were supposed to because they were upset. So if I were to pick today, right now, off the top of my head, I think a Canadian team may make the finals this year from the West. West. But I think Florida might have a return to where they are going. Oh, yeah. Because they're big, bad, ugly, good goaltending, good special teams, great on five on five, and I hate the team. Me and my friends were actually talking about this, where I was like, you know what? If you're the Leafs, like... Playing as a wild card would not be the worst thing because I would not I would, play Florida in the first round. Okay, so who would they play if they're a wild card then? They might. I would Boston. take my chances with Boston or New York, honestly. Maybe I'm gonna say, but this Florida team—they no, were everything. Scary. Yeah, they are, and they're mean. Do you think Barkov should be in the MVP conversation? Uh, I don't think he has the scoring numbers to back it up. That's the only thing. Yeah, but they want to change it now to the best. He's gonna get. He's gonna get the Southie. He is gonna get, the, which I called at the beginning of the season. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's sneaky, dirty. Too. I, I still think um, McKinnon's going to be the Hart Trophy winner. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, he's he's been fantastic this year, leading the league in assists. He's number two in points right now. He's just an animal. Um, just an animal. I don't mean to say this, but I've seen Austin Matthews make some McKinnon type moves lately, which has really impressed me. Like, he, I think he's going to be in the com- if if the Leafs make the playoffs. Like, uh, he's going to be okay. in the conversation, too. But Okay, so the Leafs make the playoffs. Especially if he has, like, a 70-goal season. Like I'm just They, they say, might hand it to him, <laughs> you know what to I mean? be fair. What's he got now? Uh, 37 in, like, what, 41 games, games or something? Whatever the case may be, and he only scored 40 last year. That's only gonna be 40. His, that's going to be his offseason, his 40 goals. I mean, like, we, we mentioned it on this show before, and I'm going to continue to say it. He's the purest goal scorer in the NHL by far. Yeah, he's the best goal scorer in the league. Yeah, now there's nobody, far. nobody can touch the guy. Like, I mean, there's other good goal scorers. Pasternak. The way he's going, he's going to actually be the Leafs' all-time leader in goals by the end of next season. Really? Already? Wow. That, yeah. That's passing Daryl Sittler and Sundin. I hate Sundin. What you bring well, his well, name up? Just ruined my because he's the he's the Leafs' all-time Sundin. leader in goals. Yeah, brought up Matt Sundin. We gotta have a moratorium on Matt Sundin. Okay, oh, I'm just gonna say, can I put it on the record? You know what I mean? When I pick up, when I walk my dog and he poops on your lawn and I have to pick it up, that reminds me of Matt Sundin. Oh my god. Okay, that's where I'm at with that guy. I will you never, have, never you, be a Matt Sundin. You have such ever. an unhealthy hatred for Swedish people. I no, do I get, don't. I like yes, Willie you do. You drink Swedish people's dick in the mud all the time on this show. I love Sweden. All the, I love those beautiful women. I, I love knew those you were going to bring up the women. I like the mountains. I like that they have fresh water. Can I say they got a nice stadium that they played the world? How many? Region. How many like Swedish people have you not like dragged through the dirt? Nylander, you like? You seem to like him. Okay, that's good. And it ends there. I had some <laughs> moments for Matt Snazlin. I had some Matt Snazlin moments. I've okay. never heard you bring up his name on the show okay, before. Okay, so I'm going to bring it up now. I had some <laughs> Matt Snazlin love, okay? You know, and I liked a guy that played for the New York Islanders who was underrated when Dennis Potvin was God. 
Oh, they had a great Swedish defenseman. He almost made me change my mind about what goes on in Sweden. But no, Matt Sundino, let's cut to the chase here. So if you see me in the bar and you want to cause trouble, I, I almost got punched in the head back in the day because I used to go into the bars. and I know you've told this story. Okay, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, I, and, and you go check his record. Go check the thing. He'd score 15 goals in 15 minutes, and then you wouldn't see him for 20 games. Go check the numbers. I'm going to check this by next week. Okay. Oh, no. I'm going to look up Matt Sundin's stats. Come on. I'm going to pick oh, up my Oh, God forbid you back head. up your argument with facts. I'm going to. I'm going to go, and I'm going to, I'm going to study the Matt Sundin trail and put this to bed. How tough was he? It's very tough. Matt Sundin? Yeah. He was just big. <laughs> he wasn't tough. He oh was big. God. Guy was what, 6'5"? 6'5", yeah. Yeah, he was just big. It wasn't tough. It was tough. Tough what? Tough love. <laughs> <laughs> tough what? Strong a little tough love. Ah, uh, he's Matt Sundin. Anyways, we're getting way off traffic. And I do, listen, for all the people that are listening from Sweden, I love you all. Okay, can we get that straight okay. once in a while? I do not want to look like I have anything against Sweden. They have nice hair. Okay. They have nice hair, too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, have, they have nice hair. Okay. But anyway, let's get back to our, our thing. We're finished on the NHL right now. I'm hoping, like, how Montreal does make a run and make the playoffs because I think we're a very competitive team. But I You're still, still think, a few points back. Yeah, so I think we're going to be outside looking in. If we look at, at least you won't be last or even second. You know what? You're ahead of Buffalo right now for second last. Ottawa, though, like, what? But they kicked us the other night. Like that's what I'm saying. Like we played amazing. We played against amazing against New Jersey. We played amazing against Colorado. We wet the bed against San Jose, and we went to bed against Ottawa. Are we forgetting? Like maybe St. Louis is doing a good job. Are we playing down to the competition, or we're not thinking? Come on, mm-hmm. like we're playing against the good teams. One of our best games of the year was against New Jersey the other night. Amazing hockey game, and I think New Jersey was one of my sleepers. At the beginning of the season, if you want to go back to the shows, I think that team's a wreck. They can't do anything with Jack Hughes. Oh, they're they're one of those teams like LA, like they desperate need desperately need a goalie. Oh yeah, but not only that, they they're not there. Like if you look at their metrics, twenty games a goal till now, their power play numbers have come down, their goal scoring's come down, and their goals against has gone up yeah. on all levels. So I'm just saying, and it is goaltending. I will give it's you a that big guy. part of it. They're not getting saves. But one of the things we should bring up is the Hughes kid that plays defense. He might end up being the best of the three of them. Yeah, that's what they're saying. He is amazing. But I New think... Jersey, they have an even goal differential, which is the interesting part. No, because yeah. early in the season, they were so far up. Remember? when? And Hughes hasn't played in eight games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Him and Heischer have both missed a significant time. And, and which, is, which, is now, which has now affected their power play. Sure. It's now affected the play in their own end. So if they come back, I think they could write the ship. But I'm not – I'm like early in the year, I was talking about New Jersey will be my sleeper. They're going to be a sleeper team. They might not make the playoffs, surprisingly. Exactly. I had them winning the President's Trophy. Wow. But I mean – I didn't but, think their goaltending was in it. I was like, okay, Vanacek was serviceable. Schmid was like a savior oh. for them in the playoffs. What happened to him? He's back in the minors. Because he can't freaking stop a beach ball. That's a problem. But that's what I'm saying. L.A.'s problem, too. And L.A.'s got those big defensemen. Now, they've had some minor injuries. Yeah. Like, a couple of starters have gone on, and they expect to come back. But L.A. can't win a close game. If you Which know is, like, not what I would have thought at all from them at the beginning of the season. No, and we question their goaltending. So, my top four teams in the NHL right now, as we speak, are not the Boston Bruins because I think they have some cracks in their armor. I'm saying the top four teams in the league from right now, and I think the metrics are going to show it. Vancouver, Winnipeg, Florida. Okay, they are my three. The fourth, I'm not really... Why not Boston, though? What? Why not Boston? Because I think their goaltending is a little overrated. Really? That's a huge statement coming from I heard they're going to trade to Ulmark, though. They better keep both. 
I think they should. I think it would be a mistake to trade one of them too, but that's the word on the street. I've heard that too because they just gave uh, what's his name Swayman. They just given him the contract or about to give him the contract. And his numbers are better this year. Oh yeah, and he and he's been solid both ways, but he's a bit of a flopper too. Okay, and I don't think that uh, Boston's defense moves as quickly as everyone thinks it could. It's just that Boston's got those four lines. They come at you with the mm-hmm. four lines, which is huge. But the other team I'm still going to be on because um, they're not as consistent, but I like their numbers, is Colorado. You know, Yeah, what I mean? they've evened out ever since uh, Taze called them out. Yeah, like they, they've really risen up, and look at They might need to add some rentals here or there, but I think they're mostly solid. The thing is that um, they, they Winnipeg's got three games in hand on them. If they win two or three, they're going to keep this off the distance mm-hmm. there. I'm disappointed what happened to Dallas. I thought Dallas would be one of the teams I'd be talking oh, about they're, now. Oh, they're another one. Like, Ryan uh, Suter playing too many minutes there. Whatever. I'm, I'm disappointed in Dallas. I'm not. I'm going to say Vegas. They're just Vegas, so don't count them out of the ticket. But I'm going to say my four biggest contenders right now are Vancouver, Winnipeg, Florida, and Colorado. I don't anybody in the East. I think the East is just a uh, too wide much, open. Is Besides lost. Florida, yeah. And and Florida's tough. They're mean. You know what I mean. I always use that that comparison mm. from Looney Tunes, where the, the bull, bull sharpening the horn. I think everybody does that on Florida because they're just mean. And not only that, you know what's good about them is their their penalty kill. They are so aggressive. I seen them the other night. They almost they scored a goal shorthanded, and almost scored two more. Wow. You know what I mean. And, and Sam Reinhardt's having a career season oh, there, too. Oh, are they going to sign him? He's having they an amazing to. scene. Top they have five. to. I mean, I, I don't think he has the most. He, he's got 30 goals now, right? Yeah. He's a guy that when he gets in that position, he knows where to put in the puck. You know what I mean? Like, he skates to those open spaces and he fires. Good, good hockey player. I never thought we'd say this about Reinhardt, but... Uh, he was a second overall pick, don't forget. Yeah, but he, he had that bumpy road along the way. Well, because he was drafted by Buffalo. I didn't say that. You did. Isn't Buffalo... Uh, oh, big shout out to Jack Eichel. I hope he's okay. Yes, yes. Big shout he's out week to, to week. Yes. like I'm, I, I, It's such a drag in sports, especially hockey, which is the fastest, toughest game. Sorry, football, because you get a shot at a guy. But really, hockey is the fastest, toughest game. Mm-hmm. And the crease in speed, and especially in the last 10 years, I hate... To, I don't care if I hate you. I don't, I'd never want to see Matt Sundin get injured. Right. That's my point. You know what I mean? Regardless of where we think about you and where you are, when I heard Jack Eichel got hurt, and Vegas has been up and down since, except the other night they won a big game. Yeah, they had a big losing skid. It looks like they're crawling their way out of it, though. I hate Mark Stone. <laughs> just saying that. Can I throw that out there before we leave? Hockey? A little hatred from the Ottawa days? Just because he just, I don't know, he rubs me the wrong game. He's, You know what I mean? Um... Yeah. Any any hockey things you want to bring up? Uh, so Corey Perry is coming back, coming, coming close to uh, back to signing with the team. The rumor is it's uh, come down to three teams: Edmonton, Tampa Bay, and Toronto. I think it's going to be Edmonton. You know, I've been dying to bring up this subject. Okay, so here we go. This will be the last thing we talk about hockey, but this is the thing about sports. Well, I, no, it's not. But what's that? That's not the last thing. Okay, we not talk thing, about but hockey. I think it should have been the last thing, but. Uh, well, because uh, we've got a couple more things. Is like, does anybody, and I've been practicing this all week, does anyone know who Nukushkin is? Oh, you almost had it. Nukushkin. Nukushkin. Hey, there you go. It. Okay, I've been practicing it all week. I have a little bit of difficulty with sometimes that when off the field related incidents affect the competition on the ice. Okay? 
Nakushkin's having a great season. His I, best season. Okay, and I think he's going to be pivotal to how far Colorado goes when the playoffs come around. Because As he was pivotal when they won the Cup. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know what's wrong with this guy, and I'm not going to say it's because he's Russian. <laughs> However, this guy has issues with alcohol, women, and off-the-field details, mm -hmm. which are atrocious. Absolutely yes. atrocious. As a house that happens... As, as morally standard people that have been brought up this way by our parents, there's certain ethical things I do not understand and I will never give a player a pass on any ludicrous, ridiculous, maybe illegal thing that they have done. Mm -hmm. Vander Franco seems to have paid somebody wherever he is because he's going to show up in training camp, so to speak. Baseball, another story. But those kind of issues come up. But what has gotten to me is that we're talking about Corey Perry every day. Now, I said this before. I don't, I don't agree with that. But What's that? The Corey Perry news cycle kind of like, it went away for like a month. Well, I think it's because everyone said be quiet because everybody wanted him on a team. <laughs> That's my take on the matter. And as soon as it came up, everybody was there. You, you were talking about, um, yeah, because we do have another issue to talk about hockey. But um, we were talking about it and it came up like, Corey Perry is a valued commodity because of his size, his experience, and his playoff mm -hmm. performance. Cannot be denied. We do not know what happened with Corey Perry, and we do not want to speculate. The only thing that I believe, because of everything I've heard and read, is he did something inappropriate, but not illegal. Yes. Agreed? Yeah. Nakushkin, they might find out this guy did stuff illegal, and somehow in Colorado, they're wiping this under the table. So I don't I think it's just Colorado. Wherever he's I think been. it's the league, the Players Association. They they don't like controversy. So are they sweeping him under the table? 100%. So we, why do we talk about Corey Perry? Why can't we sweep that under the table? He didn't do anything illegal. The, the Chicago factor. Agreed. We understand. So do you agree with the assessment that if Corey Perry was on any other team in the league, that they would um, that this would not be an issue? That theory makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, so they've got till February 28th to grieve this issue. Mm -hmm. They're not grieving the Nakushkin issue. They're just going to push that on the table. They're going to... They're gonna... well, that's because he's in the NHLPA Player Assistance Program. Oh, oh stop it. Anyways, I, I, I'm not going to... I'm not jumping. I'm not jumping that fence right now, okay? But anyways, we got a situation here where they're now going to perhaps uh, grieve... The Corey Pirate contract, because they said they cannot have a precedent being set by a team um, uh, terminating a contract. For nothing illegal. Or on innuendo. Yeah. Because they never said, so now, is this going to get messier? Because now the Players Association is going to have to justify why they're grieving this contract. Now, as unions go, and you know I'm not a big union fan, mm -hmm. I can understand why they're grieving it because then that might set precedent for them. When you make the NHL and... Uh, oh, yeah. They could just toss you out for whatever, right? That You can't have that. Okay, so maybe they should grieve the contract? Should, they should grieve put in? I mean, I would. Well, that's the Players Association. I'm saying um, once bitten, twice shy. Move this out of the way. And let's get to the bottom of Nakushkin because I think this is a far more serious problem because mm -hmm. now we're talking about a young man who may have a disease. Yeah, well, even what happened in the offseason with him, that got swept under the rug too, right? Ah, oh, so we, what, we got to wait for strike three? 
That's why I'm saying I have issues yeah. with the balance of how we report things that go on in sports that happen off the field. That's right. all I'm saying. A lot what of it too is like the name of it. Like Corey Perry's like a sexier name, so to speak. Like I everyone, don't care. everyone. This guy's well, got hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, though. Hold on, though. The casual does it? Do the casual fans know Natushkin? I would bet no. Serious hockey fans know he is. I agree. So that who are the people supporting the league? Not people watching freaking paddle ball or pickleball. No, it's a serious fan. So if it's a serious fan and a serious issue, don't freaking sugarcoat me. Don't tell me it's green when it's yellow. That's all I'm getting at. You know what I mean? And yeah. I respect Corey Perry because he played for my Montreal Canadiens mm. and he had a nice run with us, remember? Mm. Oh, when he took out John Tavares? Stop, yeah, Stop, nice. but he didn't take it out. That yes, was a clean he did. I, look, check the tape. Okay, I'm sorry <laughs> that happened, but I don't think it was a bad. I don't think it was dirty. I, I didn't say it was dirty. I just said he took him out. You, you, you threw out it was dirty. I didn't say it was dirty. I'm yeah, just saying, you threw it out there. Tavares had his head down. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Because I really like John Tavares a lot. He's turning into my favorite Maple Leaf. Wow. In, in this way, he shows up every game with his lunchbox. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody questioned his contract. That was a great contract now. When I you agree. think about it, where it's gone. And he, he didn't score points in four games, and the whole world was talking about it. Come on, man. Give the guy a break. He, like, how many better centers? Okay, you're going to find better, but... Are you happy that he's your second-line center? Absolutely. There you go. I've so, never had a problem with Tavares. So just to say he should have kept his head up in that play, and we'll end the Corey perry okay. Nakuchkin conversation with. If you're going to bring this shit up, go all the way on, on both sides, or I don't want to hear about any of it. Yeah, easier said or done, though, once you get agents and unions Ooh. involved. Oh. <laughs> What's our next subject you want to bring up about hockey? Uh, so uh, Louis Gross, who's William Nylander's agent, had a fantastic interview on uh, 32 Thoughts. I'm really glad you made me listen yeah. to it. I listened to the entire interview. Hey, oh, by the way, uh, uh, Elliot Freeman and Merrick, you guys can talk like you're not in a coffin. That's the only thing I had. It was bland. Like, you know, like show us a little enthusiasm. That's all. That's all, but continue. <laughs> well, I think Merrick shows some enthusiasm. He's a bit of a nerd, but... Every 20, 25 minutes, he goes, oh! <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll give him that. He's bland on TV, too. Very informative guy. Yeah. Okay, let's get there. Either way, uh, yeah. Nylander's agent, Louis Gross, admits that agents fuck things up. In not so many words. But. Oh, you, who are you talking to here? <laughs> who are you talking to here? Agent hater number one. Oh, well, that's why I'm president of the Haters Club. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? I am the number one president of the Hater Club. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of agents... Um, Zach Sandu, um, nephew of Serge, did get traded to Oshawa. Oh. Okay, and not only wow, that. Wow, one of the big franchises in uh, Yes, he did, OHL. and he's played outstanding about that. But I asked that question to Serge about the agent. This kid's had an agent since he's 15 years old. Yep, sounds about right. Yeah, that drives me nuts. You know what I mean? So what I liked about, what's his name again? How do you say his name? Louis Gross. Louis Gross. So, yeah, he his point was that uh, they fuck things up by basically going after these kids younger and younger. He I talked agree. about how, like, he for a while he tried to play the high road, but he's like, I can't run my business that way. Oh, wasn't that sad when you heard it? Yeah. Like, he, he straight out and said, this is the problem. And not only that, the thing that he said to me when he to preface that with, not only did he have to change his business, that's a longer time he had to deal with parents. Yep. You know what I mean? So you get an agent in 15 does not mean you're making the NHL. No, of course not. It doesn't. And, and, and you know what? AAU basketball is even worse. I heard the States, it's even oh, worse. Boy, I can be, imagine. Like, that's even worse. And you know, it started in the soccer. 
They go down there with an agent to sign a Plucking kid. Plucking kids at like eight years old. But I, I think the economies are different there because some of the kids are. It was driven from taking them out of poverty. Sure. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But if the kids from Richmond Hill. Oh, oh it uh, happens here too. Oh, oh yeah, I know. They have like the Juventus academies and whatever. Like, well, anyways, yeah. the point being, I really wanted to, to thank him for shedding the light on the situation with ages with kids because sometimes kids get ruined before they reach their maximum talent because the pressure from um, getting in the league, what agent you're going to go with, and the expectations of your parents. Like, and, and, and you know what I mean. So we might not never see the guy. You yeah. know what I mean? It could be a Terry Ryan story, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, whatever happens there. They might not even make it that far. Thank you very much. But um, everybody should listen to that because he is an agent. Yeah, it was the episode from last Friday, so January the 12th. He is an agent. How many times have I said on this show, who's the scourge of the league? Lawyers and agents. And most agents are lawyers. <laughs> That's true. So let's cut to the chase on this. What I'm hoping is, is that... I, and I don't think it will. I don't think it will. It's like guys that try to get their wives pregnant at this time of year as opposed to another time of the year because it'll advance them when they'll get to hockey age. Oh, You'll, my God. Like if you, I, I've heard that one, too. And that's, I, that's fucking pathetic. Is it not? But there's rumors around that. And I've heard dads have bragged. <laughs> Had the January, kid. Like, what are you doing? Like, so what you've already done is your child has not even left the womb and you have expectations that are unrealistic. There's that's, only 650 jobs in the NHL. I'm glad yeah. you said that. that. That's that's my number one pet peeve with parents. Like, when you're, like, trying to live your life, like, through them and whatever, like, because you didn't get that opportunity to, to be the hockey player or whatever, like, it's sad. Like, let your kid have their life. Okay, and I agree with that. And me and my my son recently had a discussion about this. My son is a very good musician. I'm a music fanatic. I believe music is life. I've said that on the show a thousand times. I did not push my son when he had opportunity. He's been on TV with bands that have called him up. He's had exposure. He's a good player. I've never pushed my son to, you know, man, son, you should play more. Yeah. Son, you should join this band. Son, you should write this song. Blah, blah, blah. He's pushing 40 years old, and he's still playing with a band, but um, he's decided if something happens, something happens. He goes, I'm past my best before day, but I'm going to play because I love to play. That's good enough for me. Yeah. I think that sometimes athletes should feel the same way. So John Carl Cruz, my cousin in the States, has a son. I'm going to call him up and ask if his son's got an agent because he's a very, very good basketball player, and I think he's just turning early teens but he's already played in some of the bigger tournaments of basketball that starts with kids that age. It's like the Pee Wee tournament in Quebec, ice hockey tournament, like those kind of tournaments. So if we can do anything from the house that happens, we're not going to be pro-agents, but we're going to be pro-parents. Take a step back here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm glad this gross guy pointed it out. In this day and age, you have to have an agent. You have to be able to get this open the doors. And there's so many agencies that are trying to grab these kids because it's business. Yep. Don't ever forget, sports is a business. People forget that. Even me sometimes, who's watched for over 50 years. Great interview, though. Don't you, didn't you think Fantastic so? Fantastic interview. You know what I they mean? They had a good one. Um, they had a live show in Victoria that they just posted yesterday. They had some great inter interviews with uh, Brian Burke and uh, Kevin Bieksa. Oh, that must have been yeah. highly entertaining. They oh, had yeah. mine both at the same time? No, it was back-to-back. -back. Oh, I want to see all three of them in the same room. <laughs> that, that would, that'd be like UFC tonight. 
You know, their stories I mean? contradicted each other, which is always great. So that's what I'm yeah. getting at. Yeah. That, that's the same thing. Because like, they brought up the tort story. Oh yeah, because like Burke was president in Calgary at the time, and Bexo was the one that took the face off. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It's just like the Jay Gruden uh, RG3. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes. Like that. I, I, I mean, that's that that gets away from what we call um, proper sports journalism. Mm-hmm. But that's a freaking dust. That's a, a dumpster fire right now as we speak. I'm hearing that. You know what I mean? Like some of the things that RGC has, she has said and some of the things that Gruden have said. I liked it better. The lineman that said um, they both have like um, what, what, what did RGC says? I, I will find the carcasses or whatever he said. And one of the guys said they both, they both have their skeletons in both closets. I believe you that. know what I mean. But to get that nasty in public, woo. Oh yeah, some bad woo. blood there for sure. Woo. Um, one more thing for hockey. So San Jose is going to retire Joe Thornton's number nineteen next year. Jumbo Joe, one of our favorites here at the house. I'm speaking for myself, but I imagine you're a Joe Thornton fan too. I was so glad when you left Boston. It was a happy day. I had a drink. <laughs> I had a drink. And they traded him because he went to a Soundgarden concert. They traded Tyler Segan. Or, or Tyler Segan went to a Soundgarden concert. And Joe Thornton uh, went to who, a Pearl Jam concert. Whatever. Yeah. But they both went to events <laughs> in Boston. And the rest of the team said, so what are you doing? Yeah. They're young kids. They like music. They went to a concert. So what? I was so happy when Joe Thornton got traded from Boston. It was disappointing he never got a Stanley Cup, though. That's the one thing. But he's got the Olympic gold medals. He's going to go right into the Hall of Fame. First ballot, as soon as he's on there, you know what I'm going to trim his beard and take him in. <laughs> I and hope it, he doesn't trim the beard. I oh, love it. And he still lives in California. I believe so. Uh, uh, no, didn't he move to uh, Switzerland, or does he? Oh, maybe that's what is. Yeah. I mean, he's living in a place where he's living his best life yeah. with his kids for yeah. the rest of his life. Joe Thornton, we love you. Have a great Afterlife, and I'm glad that they're retiring your number. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, so on to our Saturday night pick them. Last week, Cruz, you were 10 for 16. I was not as good. I we'll picked those crazy that. games that you didn't say. They came out, didn't they? <laughs> they Some of them did. Yes, I know. And so, I watched a couple of them. I said, yes. Uh, what was one that I picked that was crazy? That was um, nobody picked it. I mean, when they were showing the show, nobody picked it. Was you it? picked uh, Detroit to beat LA. Yes, yeah, I beat. I, I, didn't I pick Boston to lose too? Boston. No, we both picked Boston won against St. Louis. Oh, we both oh, picked yeah, okay. them. Well, what was the crazy game I picked? It was one that shouldn't have won. Seattle at Columbus. No, that was easy pick. Nah, that's the only one that like the Detroit one's the only one that like you picked Montreal to lose, which was surprising. Yeah, you picked I mean, Colorado to beat the Leafs. Yeah. I, I, I like that. You let's get tonight. Islanders. Yeah, let's go. But uh, the Islanders are killing me. Like, let's just say this in our hockey segment. Notice we did not bring them up as one of the teams. And remember at the beginning of the year? I was kissing their asses. One yep. of my, th- them and the Even li- when they didn't start off well, you're like, they'll bounce back. They'll, they'll bounce yeah, back. Yeah, them and the Kings. And now I got no love for the Islanders. I don't know. I seen them the other night. They look like a wreck, even though they won in overtime. They can take Pierre Engvall off our hands any day. There uh, you go. <laughs> <laughs> and that seven-year deal. Yeah. Uh, so let's get started. Afternoon affair, or I guess late afternoon, Tampa Bay at Buffalo. Jonas, Jonas Johansson starting for Tampa. Uko Pekalukinen starting for Buffalo. Believe it or not, I'm taking the Sabres. I'm taking Tampa Bay all day. I'm Even like, without Vasilevsky. Oh, the other guy's playing not bad. That's why they're putting him in that to give Vasilevsky the night off. So they got to beat him. Tampa Bay's right there. For now. We're, we got a beer in this. We got a beer in this. Uh, Colorado Avalanche. Five. Okay, continue. 
propped up by the power play. We know. Uh, Colorado at Philadelphia. Alexander Gorgiev unconfirmed, but expected to start for Colorado. Carter Hart will start for the Flyers. I'm going to take Colorado on the road. I'm leaning towards uh, a bounce back game because Colorado fell apart against Boston the other night. So I am too looking at Colorado to beat Philadelphia, who's been having a little leaking oil lately. Haven't they won five in a row? Well, did they come out? Oh, yeah, that's right. They're over at the five. No, what? No, the Colorado will stop the streak. But a big point too is this is kind of a revenge game. Philly got the win in Colorado. Yes, on, it was on a Saturday as well. So, Torts has got that team playing amazing, eh? He really does. Yeah, he really does. Uh, Nashville at Arizona. Both goalies unconfirmed, but it's expected to be UC Saros versus Connor Ingram. Uh, Coyotes have horseshoes up their ass at home, so I'm going to take Coyotes. Not only that, their record on Saturday night is unbelievable. Okay. Okay, I think it's their record on Saturday night. I heard something about it. So we're both on the Coyotes. We're on both on the Coyotes, yeah. Winnipeg Jets at the Ottawa Senators. Hellebuck is going to be likely starting for Winnipeg. Unconfirmed for Ottawa, though, is Eunice Corpusalo. He's the expected starter. I'm going to take Winnipeg. All day on national TV, two Canadian teams. Winnipeg wants to get some respect. I'd like to know how is Sheffley doing. Didn't he get hurt? Is he well, he's off the ice? He got hurt the other night. Is he playing yeah, tonight? Uh, I, uh, I'm not sure. I have to check the injury yeah. report. Uh, Dallas Stars at the New Jersey Devils. Scott Wedgwood will start for Dallas. Nico Dawes is the expected starter for New Jersey. I'm going to take Dallas. Me too. Let's stay on the road. Something's wrong with New Jersey. I think it's Jack Hughes will cure it when he comes back. I would think so. But... And Buddy too, the other center that has missed some games. Hershier or whatever his name is. He sure. Yeah, another great, another good. Like if Two number your... one overall picks. Yeah, and not only that, if that's your one-two center. You're doing quite well. Thank you. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs at the Vancouver Canucks. Both goalies unconfirmed, but it's expected to be Martin Jones versus Thatcher Demko. I made my opinions clear. I'm taking Vancouver. Really? Really? You made your opinion clear about the Leafs? I, I must have missed that somewhere along the line. I'm taking Toronto all night. I'm expecting Nylander to have two or three goals. You heard it here first. Okay. Two or three goals. Two or three goals from my favorite Swedish player. <laughs> I thought it was Mats Nasland. No, he's my second favorite. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Wow, Alif is your favorite Swedish player. No, uh, I'm. I'm. That's. Uh, I love Sweden. <laughs> How's that? I love Sweden. Okay. Uh, Montreal Canadiens at the Boston Bruins. Oh. Montembeau confirmed starter for Montreal, and it's expected that Linus Omark will start for Boston. I'm taking the Bruins. I'm going to take Montreal just because if Whoa. I don't, I have to go to church in the morning. Can I just say one thing? About Montreal, I'm and Serge, you're going to be listening to this. I'm still not happy with the three goalie system. I mean, Montebom's playing every game because he's obviously our oh, number and they're one. They're playing. They're saying that they're fine with that if if that lasts to the end of the year. I think they're full of shit. hundred percent. That's just freaking Kent Hughes giving you PR talk. Because I'm going to tell you what the main reason that we lost against Detroit the other night is Primo looked shaky because he hadn't played yeah. in what about ten days. He hadn't played. And he let in too that we're like the, the the my favorite goal the chip shot from the fairway, <laughs> you know what I mean? The and, Nicholas and, Lidstrom on Dan Cloutier. He, oh, 100%. <laughs> and not only that, it took this. It seemed to take some wind out of the Hab sail. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? And then that's just snowballed and game over. But I'm still I'm saying Montebom. Montebo starting. Yep, I'm taking the Habs. Uh, okay, Washington at St. Louis. Uh, Charlie Lindgren expected to go for Washington. Jordan Bennington is confirmed for St. Louis. I'm going to take the Blues at home. You still think Ovechkin's going to score 40 goals? Maybe 30. 
Stop it. Let's hope he gets 20. <laughs> He's got, he hasn't got 10 yet. No, he does not. He doesn't even have 10. Lost his hands. That's what they say. The first thing that goes on those players is your hands. When your hands go, you don't score no more. I thought it was the feet. I've, this is this is just bizarre. Eight goals on the year for Ovechkin. And not only that, he's had some shots that have hit the goalie and bounced back, and it should have been his goal, but someone puts it in. Oh. He's had a few, few. You see that this week? Like no. He's, he's had some assists. But the puck just his numbers are healthy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because he's put the puck on the net, the classic one-time Ovechkin, but someone pops in the rebound, it doesn't go yeah. in the net. So Who are you taking, St. Louis or Washington? I'm taking Washington, and they're in the hunt. Ooh, they're in okay. the hunt. Even though Surprisingly. They, yep. Surprisingly, they're in the hunt. Aren't they the second wild card right now? I believe. I just had it open. Let me. I think they're the second wild card as we speak. Which means that the Devils and the Islanders are, they better tighten up. Because I do believe Boston, Florida, Toronto, and Tampa Bay are making it. Let's see. And they the, are. Uh, no, they're actually in ninth in the East right now, Washington. By one point, then, right? Yeah. By one point. Because ahead, of, ahead of the uh, Devils and Islanders, though. That's what so I'm saying. Right. Uh, I do say this, though. Carolina, even though the, 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 no, they beat Detroit last night mm-hmm. um, in a pretty good hockey game, I still say Carolina will rise up. I think that Carolina will end up ahead, will be second in the division. They're another team, too, that needs a goalie. Yeah. Well, they've been shopping around. They've been, trying to, they've been talking about the guy on Anaheim. Gibson, hey, yeah. And, oh, that's a that's a tricky trade to pull off though, because this contract. That's what they're saying. They they like um, they'll have to do some dancing to fit him in there. But uh, I've heard they've also knocked on the door of Montreal. But Montreal and and uh, Colorado do not have the best relationship when it comes to players. So I especially say, goalies. I'm just gonna say. So I heard that Carolina knocked on Montreal's door and they did not answer. Um. Okay, moving on. We have Pittsburgh at the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, both goalies unconfirmed, but it's expected to be Tristan Jari for Pittsburgh and Logan Thompson for Vegas. I'm going to take the Golden Knights at home. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Okay. I'm still pushing them. To get a lot the of road pro- teams you're taking. You're damn right. It's going to be a funny Saturday night. Um, can we have a big shout-out to Sidney Crosby? We don't talk about him enough. No, we do not. We do not talk about Sidney Crosby enough. He is now cementing himself as one of the greatest hockey players ever played in the league. No doubt about it. He's what is he top ten in scoring this year? Uh, yeah, top ten in scoring. If got Pittsburgh it. was in a better spot, he'd definitely be in the Hart Trophy conversation. 100 percent. They still got forty games to go, but they're outside looking in. Are they outside looking in on the? Yeah, they are. Not they're sure? what yeah. uh, like eleventh in the East or something. Not looking good. Yeah, but I think they have a chance to come back. They're running so many games out. They got but they uh, they haven't they they've been treading water all season though. There's nothing for me there to believe that they're going to climb out of it. And you know what? They, and, and, and I'm going to verify it for you because this is their shaky thing. Is the same problem as the Toronto Maple Leafs? Can anyone from the back end move it up to the front end? Mm. The tanks look horrible some nights. Absolutely horrible. I agree. Next. Uh, Anaheim Ducks at the San Jose Sharks again. Both goalies unconfirmed, but it's expected to be Gibson versus Kapokakinen. I'm I, taking San Jose. Uh, can I get my coin out? <laughs> I'll take San Jose, too, only because they're at home. Yeah, that's basically my logic, too. But I'm dealing at it this way. They're both uh, quietly tanking. Quietly? (laughs) Nothing quiet about San Jose's tank, even Anaheim, for that matter. But uh, regardless, New York Rangers at the LA Kings. Again, both goalies unconfirmed, but it's expected to be Jonathan Quick versus Cam Talbot. And I'm taking the Kings at home. Um, I'm taking the Rangers because they're having a horrible road trip. 
So oh, they got to climb out of it. Yeah, they got to climb out of it tonight. And even though I've been a big LA guy, I think tonight is the night where Rangers is New York, LA. Yep. So maybe they're going to show up tonight and say, "Here we go." Maybe. Uh, and last but not least, Edmonton at the Calgary Flames. Stuart Skinner expected for Edmonton. Daniel Vladar is already confirmed for Calgary. I'm going to take Edmonton. 7-6 game? 6-5? <laughs> Could very well be. I'm predicting. As a matter of fact. You're on Edmonton as well? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Are they still on that streak too? They are. <sighs> Longest win streak in franchise history, which is amazing. Unbelievable when you think the history of the team. Now, let's take it one step further. If anybody wants to end this streak. It's going to be the Calgary Flames. It's going to be the Calgary Flames. And I, like I said, I've never seen a run like this is where um, Edmonton still doesn't play defense. No. Skinner's made some big saves at the right time, but they just sure. keep pouring it in. They just keep pouring it in. You know what I mean? Their first two or three lines have played great. Um, people forget about Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman are good hockey players. Evander Kane's game's fallen off, though. Ever since yeah. that, for that hand injury, he hasn't looked the same. Because he doesn't seem to be able to get his hand on the stick, but maybe they can cure by the end of the year. Yeah, because he's had some... Novice great... is going on for over a year now. And you know what he, he gets great chances. You know what I mean? But and, and, It was and, a terrible injury. It was like, I believe oh. he, had a, he was stepped on by a skate, right? Yeah, that yeah. tendon shit and all that stuff. And, terrible. Yep. Uh, and that's it for hockey. Anybody that wants to come in and talk to Andrew about how much he loves Sheldon Keith, you're welcome to come on down and discuss it at the <laughs> house that happens, okay? We can throw tomatoes at him together. It'll be wonderful. Okay, well, we're not going to spend a lot of time on basketball today because we've got too much talk about football to come. Yes, but the big news, obviously, Pascal Siakam finally traded uh, to the Indiana Pacers of all teams, which is a bit of a surprise. I'm not because they need a forward that can play defense. But there was no real buzz about Indiana getting him, which was the weird part. Oh, but a month ago, I heard the teams that were really banging on the door were the Lakers, which could never find a deal for him. The Lakers, Sacramento. Golden State, I heard, thrown around. Philadelphia was interested, too. Yeah. Okay, and because Nurse, the Nurse connection, they were there. Right, but right. I think it was a contract situation. But Indiana's name was in the conversation. But to be honest with you, I just thought, well, yeah, they're just a team interested. So it came down to the wire sure. and they grabbed them. But the interesting thing about the trade is, is, is Bobby Brown... Or Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Is he going to be a Raptor by the end of the season? Uh, hard to say. They could flip him. That's right? that's the word. Now, the question is, because we're not going to talk and, about... And Gary Trent's uh, still available, too. The Raptors still have another trade chip to use. Okay, so where are we at the Toronto Raptors at the beginning at the end of the 2024 season? I'm looking at it this way. Masai made some good moves. We had no draft choices. Suddenly, we got a bag load. We got a good solid nucleus with uh, when we got quickly R.J. Barrett, Scotty yes. Barnes. Um, I think that the Dick kid's going to be better next year. I don't think he should come up anymore. Leave him in the G League, yep. work on a shot, and do that. The question is, what do we do with a guy like Brown? He's only 27 years old. He was on the Denver team when they won the championship. He was a lockdown defender who could give you 12 to 15 a night. I say like let him play and like. See if he see can find a role. See yeah. You know what it is? I think the, uh, I think the um, wild card in all this is the kid named Nawara. I've heard jokes that Masai just needs an African player on his team. That's oh, bullshit. I've heard that that's said. That's so it. bad. Oh, yeah. It just made me. So I'm just saying, I, anyone goes down that road, F you. But I've seen this kid play for Louisville in college. And he could, he could hit a shot, but he was a banger. And he's a big boy. Isn't he 6'8"? Yep. He's a big boy. I'm thinking that we can do a little bit of developing with him. He could be, you heard it here first, he could be a surprise pick. 
uh, I mean, a surprise piece right, in the right. trade, only because I'm starting to amp up, which we're going to have a little show about. I'll get you to look at it, too, because the NCAA college season is in full bloom, and I'm starting to pay more attention to that. Got to mm-hmm. turn off the, t- the tennis and watch more college games. And I don't want to say anything about college games. But I feel sorry for LeBron's kid. Why he's never, never going to be daddy. No. Well, I don't think it. anyone thought that. But, I mean, he should be a little better than he is. I've watched some <sighs> USC games, and he just... I don't know. He needs Do you still a, think he's going to declare for the draft this year? Or is he I think he is because of dad, but I think dad should tell him stay another year in college and, and get schooled. You know what I mean? He needs to work on his game. game he's yeah. got some natural moves, some natural stuff. But um, speaking of LeBron, I so hope that the Lakers and Golden State both miss the playoffs because I'm sick of it all. We've got, let's just say, the five most exciting guys in the NBA this season. Let's just discuss who we are. And we've got to leave John Morant out because, or he'd be in there. So let's talk about the five most exciting guys in the NBA this season. Anthony Edwards. Our boy Shea. Yep. Okay. Um, Scotty Barnes isn't quite there. No. But he's no. going to be a commodity that's going to, that, that somebody we've got to be thinking about. Tyrese Maxey. In oh, Philadelphia, yeah, in Philadelphia, who has risen up because he's going to be there. Now, who am I missing? Um, Pachero in Orlando, who lost a tough game last night. Bankero. Bankero, is that his Hello, name? Bankero. Yeah, he's another guy that you got to look at, which is making the NBA quite healthy. Um, it was interesting last night that Denver went into Boston and ended their 20-game home streak. After two nights earlier, losing to the... Potential finals preview. That's what the word was. But two nights earlier, they went into Philadelphia. And Philadelphia was then beat against the Joker. Mm-hmm. And they won. So let's just say things about what I say about players and where they come from and stuff. If you don't like Nikola Djokovic, don't watch basketball. Jokic. Jokic, whatever his name is. I never get him right. This guy is so much fun. He's grown on me over the years. You know what I mean? They always call him the human stretch mark that right. can jump up on a curb and all that stuff. Everything about the guy is amazing. And that new commercial where he comes into the restaurant, that's not a horse, it's a pony. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. That's funny. Gotta love it. We'll spend more time in the NBA next week. I'm just saying, when you're talking about out west out there, like um, the Golden State Warriors are now a dumpster fire. And when you look at the top of the the west, this is a new age. Right. Look at who's on the top. Yeah, Minnesota, OKC. Houston is not my surprise team. It doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the play in, which gets us back to our final. Well, game. even then, like, they're behind uh, the Lakers now. Yeah, because they're like. Uh, Utah's all of a sudden climbed back Oh, yeah, up. Utah. I love their owner. They've climbed up. Uh, they, like I'm saying. Could be a potential future NHL owner, their owner there. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Um, the other thing they got to think about this, and, and it's just an amazing thing that's going to happen because I love this player so much. If you are sleeping on the Los Angeles Clippers, you are not watching the NBA right now. Kawhi Leonard right now is is possibly MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just brought up Shea. We just brought up Anthony Edwards. The, and, and not only that, the rookie of the year is not going to be Wim Bignana. It's going to be Holmgren on right. OKC, I believe. There is nobody in the NBA playing better than Kawhi Leonard right now. Nobody. I, I, I'm up late to watch the late games. Uh, his ball distribution... His shooting percentage and his defense are as every bit as good as in 2019 when he brought the the, the ring home for Toronto. Right. So I just want to remind that they're they've, they're right there in the thick of it with uh, the top teams right now. They're almost caught up to Denver. Okay, and just think they had a three and nine start. 
or three and oh, that stretch with uh, when they traded for Harden. Yeah, when yeah. they were getting there and they're trying to figure it out. So you just take that. If they had played five hundred in that series, they'd be the best team in the NBA right now. They have the best record in mm-hmm. the NBA, and they're going to be on their way there. So my thing is that it could be an LA Clipper Boston Celtic final, which would really piss. Well, health is going to play a huge part of it for the Clippers, though, right? That's kind of been Harden's been playing. Yet. They say the best. Harden Harden gets a bad rap about all his other bullshit. But they say he's pretty good in the dressing room until he gets pissed off. And he's about to re-sign for a little bit less than the Clippers because that combo is good. And when you have Russell Westbrook coming off the bench as the Energizer Bunny and playing that D, yeah, come on, you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, we're we're not quite sure about the Phoenix Suns yet because um, well injuries. Well, they're all back now, and they're on a little bit of a run. They're not on a heater, but we'll they're see. on a little bit of a run. But I'm going to say the Phoenix Suns, I think that would be a great conference finals. It was Phoenix against the Clippers. I would say so, too. That, that's what I'm looking forward but to. But uh, you scared by one thing for the Raptors that we had in our pre-show. Whether or not they should, like, what, what does this team do, basically? Like, if they uh, should tank or not. Uh, I say let the players decide. Yeah, I agree. It's all about the play on the court. And if you want to play that well. And, and you know what? Here's a weird. Do you want to think about metrics? Do you know the Toronto Raptors are f- in the top five in points in the paint? That and makes you, sense. Okay, but, but you Their look Their shooting at, is horrible, though. Oh, that's the problem. Because you look at all the teams, like the top teams that are in the top five in points in the paint. You're talking Minnesota, OKC, Philadelphia. The one aberration is Boston, but they're the best three-point shooting team in the league. Right. Right. But that's there. But the other metric is the biggest problem for the Toronto Raptors, not that they shoot bad, hit free throws. Oh, that's even worse. I think they're bottom three in the league and in, 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 bottom five in the league in free throw percentage. But I agree with you. Here at the house that happens is watch the Raptors now. They're entertaining. Well, we picked up some good free throw shooters. Like, quickly is very good from the line. So hopefully that uh, helps to improve things. Okay. So um, you- also, a couple more things. Oh, did you have anything? No. That, um, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Dejan Miljojevic, oh, yes. uh, assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors, died at age 46. God bless his family. I'm so glad. That, I'm glad it would have been would have been a remiss if we didn't talk about it. One of the most popular players that's coming out right now, and he developed the Joker. He was a mm-hmm. big guy in helping develop the Joker over in Europe. Just a very, very, very sad story. Huge condolences to him, to his family, his children. Just sad. Yeah, just sad. And uh, a little bit more of a lighter story here. Did you hear about the Spolstra contract? Love it. They waited for his divorce to finalize before they Love signed it. it. I thought that uh, was awesome. Stunning. That's Pat Riley in the old school. So girls, don't be pissed off. But I think it's just a great move. Stunning. You know what I mean? One up for the boys. Yep. And I mean Spolstra, like I love him as a coach. Oh, yeah, I love him as a person. Start from, start from the bottom of that Miami team in the video room, worked his way up to head coach. Like, how can you not love that story? And if they were the team that's going to upset somebody in the East, it's going to be the Miami Heat. Yep, yep. A bunch that, of dogs. That, that's a fantastic program they've built there in dogs, Miami. Dogs, everybody. I hated that team when they had LeBron, but you cannot deny the impact of that team. Just like every game, they'll give it to you. Love Jimmy Butler. Oh, Kyle Lowry. Um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that I'm going to talk to everybody on Pheasant Run Football, Scoundrels, and and uh, what's the other league, or basketball league? I forget the name of it. I'm going to mention the fact that, hey, my son, how's Jimmy Butler? I, it's an inside joke, but apparently while he was in Cuba, he was entertained by a lady that looked like Jimmy Butler. <laughs> 
God. Pick Semenuk, uh, oh, Cody, boy. everybody at San Fran. I had to throw that in there. That's Son, hilarious. I still love you. I still love you. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he FaceTimed me from Cuba and said, oh, Dad, I got a Jimmy Butler situation. Well, what? <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. That's all you got to need to know. Okay. Jimmy Butler from the promo picture at the beginning of the year. Jimmy Butler. Yes. Yes. That's, that's I love at. how when you do the all-star voting, that's the picture for him that shows up too. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. yeah. He's got all the braids in anyway. Keep watching the NBA. I think the finals are going to be great this year. But now we have to get on to the greatest thing that's ever happened. And people got to know this because they did not know this. One of the greatest fan bases in the NFL belongs in Detroit, Michigan. And did you know that this weekend that they had the loudest crowd second largest crowd in the history of NFL football. Wow. Did you not know that? I did that? not know that. Please listen to Michael Wilbon on PTI. He is a Chicago guy. He's been in the same division. He's not a Detroit fan. He hates Green Bay more. But he's been saying for the last month, people, people, there's a home field advantage. It's called Ford Field. And um, they rocked it. Even MCDC came down. He goes, this crowd's been electric all year. But he said, when we came out of the tunnel, he said, we had shivers. The only thing I'm disappointed in my Detroit Lions is the game turned out exactly how I want it to be. We won and Stafford had a great game. But come on, man. He gave his heart and soul to the team. I don't think he deserves some of the treatment that him and his family got. That's I think the it, only, that's the family like booing his kids like that's uh, that, spineless. That's the only drawback I'm saying that the but please bring that level of intensity this weekend, which I think it'll weird because this has been a sleeping, what you call it, a sleeping bear. He just got sleeping kicked. giant, yeah, yeah, and now he's got up. I've been to Ford Field on Turkey Day and it's insane in there, but this is next level insanity. I'm going to say this. I had a tear in my eye when we won the game 32 years since we got there. We're crushing Tampa Bay this weekend. I did not say that last week, did I? No, no. I scared shitless, I'll tell you the truth. But we are crushing. Yeah, L.A. actually covered the spread. Yes, yes, I was worried. I was technically right. Okay, I I was scared to death. And look at, there might have been a little tug on the jersey at the end of the game there, by the way. I didn't see it personally. But it's not important. Not important at this right now. Detroit Lions are winning there. And like I said, I'm still worried about our back end because they've got um, Goodwin and, of course, the first ballot Hall of Famer, Mike Evans, that we got a deal about. But I think that the crowd, the pass rush, the energy, MCDC, Jared Goff, we're going to win, guys. We're going to the NFC Championship game. And if you don't think that I've ever been excited about something in my life, this is going to be, I will not sleep next week. I'll be so like I cannot if you are which you are are Andrew you know and everybody out there that's watching this show when you love a team and you I've been waiting a long time for this sure I'm pumped I'm I'm like I'm beyond happy I'm I'm ecstatic Joe my brother if you're listening send me the cup we're gonna win bro like we we don't stop when we're on the, when the game but this Detroit Lions thing, man, it's just, I can't even express it. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it because that's what happens when you love sports at the highest competitive level, yeah. you know? It was, it was a crazy, super wild card weekend. I mean, the Houston-Cleveland game right away, just like a complete smackdown. I guess the Joe Flacco magic ran out. Notice we both took Houston, didn't we? No, I took Cleveland. Oh, I told you the jo- Joe Flacco... Um, the what is it Cinderella at midnight? Yeah. Oh gee, look what happened. You know what I mean. But I thought Cleveland would play better, 
But I'm just saying that uh, them to go out with such a whimper like that, like no, that I, I think that uh, um, uh, Demarco, the coach, C.J. Stroud, who's not a who's not a stranger to big games, he played for the Ohio State Buckeyes. The guy's got more moxie and pose than anybody. But here's the thing: is his two number one receivers are not going to be playing tonight, mm-hmm. so that could be a big detriment. And um, I'm looking at it this way. This and the San Francisco game and Jordan Love, what you're going to say, we'll talk about this in a second, but I have, I've been watching football 50-some years. I've seen a lot of times in the first round where somebody unexpectedly, except for Colin Kaepernick, who got to the Super Bowl, but then he was in his second year and it was a stronger team. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's going to be pumpkin time for uh, Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud. I really believe it is because I'm really hoping for a rematch of the Baltimore-San Francisco in the Super Bowl. I would love to see that. But there's one thing about San Fran, the Kirk Cousins curse. Do you think Are that, you aware of this? No. So I mean, no team has ever lost to Kirk Cousins in the regular season and made it to the Super Bowl. Guess who San Fran lost to one of their losses this year? Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Okay, and does that mean that Kirk Cousins is going to go to Atlanta with Bill Belichick? So that I Belichick... think he's staying in Minnesota. But it would be a great fantasy story. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm Be- concerned with the reality. Okay, well, Belichick needs one more ring to tie Brady, and Kirk Cousins has never got one. Can Atlanta draft a quarterback? I think that would be the route they go. No, I think they got too much really? selling on the team that they get. Like, if Belichick gets in the stop. Like, remember, I picked Atlanta to win the division. Yeah, and I called you crazy for it. And they almost <laughs> pulled it off, didn't they? Nah. In a shitty division. But why? Because I wouldn't say they almost pulled it off. Well, they're one game behind the box. In the shittiest division of football. Two games. Was it two games? Yeah, because yeah, they, they lost the last game to New Orleans. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't think that game mattered for either team. But I find it very interesting that John Grude may show up as the offensive coordinator in New Orleans with his old buddy, Derek Carr. Mm. That's a hot rumor. I don't know it's true. But let's not get to hot rumors. Let's well, just New say, Orleans, they got a lot of cap problems. But um, Let's just discuss last week for a second, yeah, okay? Yeah, so Kansas City-Miami, that was the least surprising Ah, oh, come on. Game. That was what They call it bye week. That was a practice, wasn't it? Kansas City, we're having a practice. So we'll just, Fourth coldest NFL game in history, by the way. It doesn't matter. Their faces are frozen. I'm Mahomes at the end of the game. Can we end, can we end this interview? What about, uh, was it 15 fans, I think, got hospitalized after that game? Hypothermia. And uh, frostbite. And frostbite, yeah. Because they were idiots. They were taking their shirts off. Like the idiots in No, Buffalo. that's that's not the problem, though. It's like it's that's the extremities that get frostbite and like the face, right? Yeah, yeah, and they didn't yeah. cover up properly. But anyways, I, 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 we don't even have to talk about the Kansas City game because that was a practice. And I, and I want to be with all the people that say this. Patrick Mahomes, I'm, a, I'm Buffalo. We'll get there in a minute. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes has never played a road game in the playoffs. So what? So what? And then if he loses, we're going to have to hear about No, he has. That's the Super Bowl. No. He's never. No, he's they ne- played in. Bu- they won the game in Buffalo, remember? No, but I'm saying he's never played a playoff game on the road. Yes, yes he has. No. One of those playoff games uh, that, no. that they beat the Bills was in Buffalo. No, no, no. You owe me a beer forever. Do your work. Caught the kid. No. It's been the talk all over the place. Mahomes has never played a playoff game on the road. Stop it. He's going to go in there and bitch. No, he's not going to do that. But, I mean, he's going to go and play like Mahomes. I don't think that matters. I just think that's an overblown narrative, to tell you the truth. Two games he played wow. with, both, both games are an arrowhead. They've won the division, what, five years in a row. They've been the number one seed three times. Yep. You know what I mean? And in the time when they got lost to New England, that one year when they went to playoffs, um, New England had to go beat Kansas City in Kansas City. You're a New England fan. Remember that? Oh, yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? So this is, uh, yeah, he's never played. I think that's one of the most overblown things ever. Okay? So that being said, let's talk about the NL, I mean the um, NFC East. The marquee uh, division in football. Traditional franchises. More money there than money. Now let's see what happened. The Green Bay Packers went in there and bitch slapped. Bamboozled. Came in through the back door. Bad coaching on um, McCarthy's part, and Green Bay killed him. I thought it was just... Oh, they changed their defensive coverage. After playing man all year, they decided to go to zone. Like, Okay, so that was the first down move. But the number one thing is... Some of those receivers didn't have a guy within, like... I saw some of the highlights. Oh, like, it was so bad. Open. It was so bad. But that's that's coaching. But here's the big thing. Lafleur has big balls. Sure. He won the coin toss, said, we're taking the ball. We're going to take it right to Dallas right now. 12 plays, touchdown, right off the start, which was great. Jordan Love played great. He can throw any throw. He looks a lot like Aaron Rodgers, though. I've been hanging out with him because mm-hmm. he makes Aaron Rodgers throws. But they're Jordan Love's thing. So the difference being is this is why I'm bringing it up is that that happens to any team on a given day. You're not as prepared as you should have been. The other team found your weaknesses, punched you in the face, and went home in your house. So they went to Dallas, stole your girlfriend, stole your weed, kicked your dog. Broke their 16-game home winning streak. And broke their 16-game winning streak. Did you know that on Monday, that first take had the highest viewing audience of any sports show in the morning in over a year? That makes sense. You know why. We don't have to bring it up because everybody knows uh, the ego that runs that ship and uh, shit goes on. However, the big difference was in Philadelphia, they should be embarrassed for their performance. It was unbelievable. Talk about a team that just fell off the cliff. Troy Aikman said it best. This team is defeated. You know when he said that? Eight minutes left in the second quarter. Troy Aikman said, this is a defeated team. If they're going to play that bad, why didn't they just mail it in? That's what I'm saying. Oh, they did mail it in. Why not just stay on the airplane? You know what I mean? It was horrible. In my 50-plus years of watching football, I've seen teams get beat like Dallas. Back in the day, our last time in the yep. NFC Championship game. I oh, Dallas still put up 32 points. That was all garbage points. Come still, on. though. No. No, uh, do not. Philly couldn't, even, okay, Philly couldn't even hit double digits in garbage time. Philadelphia just didn't show up. <laughs> they were just That's absolutely horrible on both sides of the bench. I feel bad for Jason Kelsey to have to belong in maybe last his game. last game was that kind of performance that was out there. No, no, no. This was this was just an atrocity. I've never team like they didn't even look like they were trying. They were arguing on the sidelines. There was no um what would you say? I don't want to say continuity. No flow to their game. There was a failed tush push at the end too. Oh, but Tampa's done it twice this year. Because they got oh, they that, stopped it. Yeah, this is their second time stopping. Because they got that animal on the front line. What is his name? Rui or whatever. The mm. Samoan dude. Yeah, yeah. They say that's like moving a freaking. Um, uh, what do they say? It's like moving farm equipment stuck in mud. By Still, yourself. the fact that you're able to stop that twice when like no one no, else. No, no, no other team has touched it. It is now 99.5 percent times that they've tried. It's gone through. That's not the point, though. Philadelphia should be embarrassed. I agree. When you, when you go there to get on a performance like they that. They were your Super Bowl pick for the NFC. What, this this year? Yeah, you picked them at the beginning of the year. The return? You said Casey's, You said it was going to be a rematch. Be a rematch. That's true, too. God, did I fall off the cliff there. And they were 10-1 and one at one point. Thinking about that. Well, we'll get to our picks. Kind of a fraudulent 10-1. and one. People were. Oh, yeah. By the time I wasn't. Yeah. And when you go back and check the show, I was a little worried about that 10-1, and one too. But I thought it was one of those times that could have happened. It didn't. And you know what? I'm embarrassed. I'll even say further. I'm embarrassed. To say I picked Philadelphia. To be even associated with anything that team that's done this year, does that mean they fire the coach? I don't think so. 
Uh, I mean, both coordinators should be gone for sure. Well, that was part of the problem. They lost co- both coordinators. Um, and he was brought in Matt Patricia. Oh, gee. Well, he's a good coordinator. just didn't work out for him this year. He just had a bad time. Look at Dan Quinn. He's he's expected. He should not get a head coaching job after his performance against uh, Green Bay. He might get one, though. Well, that's what they're saying. But, I mean, here's this guy. He's the coordinator. He is the defensive coordinator. Dallas, how'd that work out for you? Last week. But you know, like everybody else, are you sad that the Dallas Cowboys have gone home? Not sad. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm glad. Get rid of them. America's team eat my shorts. But um, the other game, too, was like, there was no doubt that Buffalo was I'm just good. more shocked about the Cowboys thing because I, I really thought they'd be, like, going to the conference championship Oh, I did, too. Come on. And I was worried because Detroit would have had to gone to... Uh, going to Dallas this week. Had to go to yeah. Jerry's World out there. So it's, it's better for us. That's why we can't lose against Tampa Bay. No. We just no. can't lose against them. But um, the other game is you knew um, you knew that Buffalo was going to beat Pittsburgh. Oh, hands down. That was that was not. And what I say, they would win by twenty, while they won by fourteen, pretty close. And it, it wasn't because of the weather; they might have won by thirty. You know what I'm saying? So, anyways, last weekend, when you really think about the football, the quality of football was shit. All the games were basically blowouts. The only good game was the Lions and the Rams. Yep. And that's because it was the homecoming of Stafford, and it was a tight game, and it was good. And I cannot tell you one more time. When St. Brown caught that freaking pass for the first down, and they were going into victory formation, I drank a half a bottle of my rum. Sis, great rum from St. Lucia's, though. It's called, what is it, um, Commander's Reserve? Some of the best rum I've ever drank wow. in my life. Anyways, to make it rum point. But anyways... God bless the Detroit Lions. Let's get us a win this week, or I will not say what I usually say because I'm not saying those things anymore. Because okay. I mean, that's what happens. You know, uh, one of my usually brutal, misogynistic, sexist, misogynistic, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, not that I've ever said anything like that before. <laughs> but Andrew, you have taught me not to say those things on the air, so I won't. Yes. And I'm not going to say that my wife will be wearing a long sleeve shirt either. Okay. <laughs> um, so a few Bills things I wanted to bring up. So God bless the Bills. I want them to win so bad. Even though I picked Kansas City, I want the Bills to win. Do you see Josh Allen? He's Superman. Yeah. He's Superman. And that was not a fake slide. Did you hear about the play when he had the 50-yard yeah. touchdown round? He, he juked. Everybody paused, which is... Sometimes you got to say about the rules in the NFL, is it? Eh, eh, eh? I don't know. But he didn't look like he was sliding to no, me. He just no. made a juke move and kept on going. That's fine. Uh, so, but the big story, or I mean, the, the funniest story, I think, coming out of Buffalo is week 14, a Bills fan fell into the pit where they're building the new stadium. They win the game after. Now, all of a sudden, Bills fans are falling in there on per- – and the, the guy got injured, and they had to be hospitalized. Now, dumbass. the Bills fans yeah. – now, but now, I guess there's more dumbasses because now they're falling in there on purpose, and the Bills haven't lost a game since. Oh, I know that. It's it's it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's actually what, amazing. It's one of those weird things in sports that just goes on now. I can't remember it now. What's, there's a thing that's going on in Detroit, too. Something uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll look it up by next week. I should know it now. But it's not near as anything – like the Buffalo thing, but they're right. doing something in Detroit where they started when they got on the streak and they're going to keep on doing it. Nothing like the Buffalo thing. This will go down on legend. They win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, yeah. Okay, I want to... Okay. If, if they win the Super Bowl, like that, this is going to like be a, like NFL films, like, uh, oh, like football and life ever. and all that, yeah. Okay, so when my son was in Cuba, we... I don't know. I should have got you into our football pool. But anyways, you got to pick the teams before and you got to mm-hmm. pick every week. I discussed that, right? So we put in four cards. Because you can't win one. You know what I mean? Put in four right, cards. Right, right, right. Do you know one of our cards is? 
and it's sitting up in the top of the list in the standings after one week in the playoffs? Is Buffalo in the Super Bowl? Oh, better than that. Detroit to beat Buffalo oh. in the Super Bowl. Oh, man. That's a realistic possibility of the day. Did you have like a Cleveland-Detroit one too? Just no, like the no, two? no, no, no. That was the only one because we discussed it. Because you know me, I do have some Buffalo love. I've been living in the Toronto area for four sure. years. I, I mean, like, I will hate them to death. I wouldn't even, they will, they will be a grease spot in my memory if Buffalo plays Detroit in the Super Bowl. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know who Josh Allen is. I'll be pushing people into that pit. Okay? Let's cut to the chase on that. But we did take a card where we said Detroit would beat Buffalo in the Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh my God. I'll be, uh, like, I won't know my name for two days. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if, if Detroit were winning the Super Bowl, I, I get, I will cry. Wow. I will cry. I will probably cry. I was emotional after the win. Bro, 32 years? When St. Brown caught that freaking... My granddaughter, I live in a four-level semi. When St. Brown caught that pass for the first down and I knew the game was over, my granddaughter had to come out down and said, is there something wrong with Papa? Because <laughs> she could hear me all the way up there going, uh, is Papa okay? Should we go down and check on him? No, the Detroit Lions just won. Leave it alone. Yeah. He's lost his mind. He's, he's, he's you know, the other time when they lost and he said, don't talk to us. <laughs> well, this is one of those times, just leave him alone. Papa's going to be crazy for a while, you know. Handful of gummies, bottle of rum, rolling table, and beers. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a good day. Oh, yeah. It was a very good day. Very, very good day. And to all those people out there in Pheasant Run Football, give me some Lions love. That's all I'm asking. And Pick, if you make fun of Stafford one more time, Oh, by the way, big shout-out to Kevin Pick. He is running the pool. A man who's an accountant, knows more numbers than I know, two young children, beautiful wife, and he's still taking the time, which takes time, to run our playoff pool. Big shout-out to Pick. Good for him. Yep. Um, one more thing about the Bills I want to bring up. I don't know if you heard, but they're selling some Taylor Swift-themed food love at the game. Love it. Love it. Isn't that a kick in the head? So we got the Bad Blood Waffle Fries. Yeah. Oh. So it's a two-foot boat full of spiced waffle fries topped half with buffalo chicken, blue cheese, and half with Kansas City can, uh, barbecue pork, coleslaw, and bread and butter pickles. That actually sounds delicious. Oh, I like that too. Is she showing up at the game? I imagine she'll be there. Then we also got the Karma Quesadilla. Oh, yeah. Triple stacked quesadilla with chicken tenders, bacon, and cilantro ranch topped with pork belly chaser. Oh, okay. That also sounds delicious. <clears throat> um, Once again, I want to say at the house that happens because it's going to come up this weekend if she's at the Buffalo game. As long as she doesn't call me a Chad or a Brad, I will thank her for bringing in people that are going to love the game in 20 years that were Swifties. Yeah. That's my thing on it. I think some I of the hate, it. though, it's, it's, it's becoming a little ridiculous uh, I, now. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I was a little perturbed in the big beginning because I was thinking, like, why do you got to keep flashing on him? It was really, did you see when they did the dance in the booth? Mm. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah. That, 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 that made me up my ante on, okay, that's going that's on. That's team spirit. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So I will give it there. So as long as she doesn't oh. call me a Chad or a Brad, keep doing that dance in the end zone. Yeah. I think Kelsey's going to have to be huge this weekend. I think he's a key because it is about time we make our picks. The show's running late. Let's yeah, get to the chase. Uh, well, there's just one last thing uh, for football or a couple more things. So okay, one yeah. is um, 
I, I, we also just got a shout out. Jason Kelsey has wonderful oh, career. Oh, huge. Jason Kelsey, sexiest man on the planet, according <laughs> to People Magazine. Even though he's not the sexiest man in his family, according okay. to himself. Uh, yeah, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, arguably could go down as the greatest center of all time. He's going to walk into the Hall of Fame. Oh, door is already open. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're sizing him up for the shirt, for the, love, for the yellow love coat. they gave his favorite McDonald's employee the uh, oh, signed jersey. Oh, that, that's what the beautiful... There, there should be more of that instead of the... How are we going to put it? The Wander, Franco, Corey Perry, Nukishki. There should be more. Yeah. That. I lot, like that. I want lot, more of that. A lot of great stories coming out about him this week. The one I heard was that uh, this reporter, he came down from Baltimore to, like, I guess, talk to the team. And, like, it was after media time. And Kelsey's like, no, 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 stick around. And he gave him, like, another 10 minutes of his time. Told the teammates to turn down the music, too. Oh, so, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, but those guys are genuine. After I've said and done, the Kelsey brothers are 100% genuine if you're a fan or not. Yeah. Because they're both going to the Hall of Fame. Agreed. And uh, But they're just great guys. So that's why I'm going to... Can I take it one step further? Taylor, have you married this guy? It's a good idea. He's a good man. <laughs> He's a good man. Let's go to that. He's a Let's good man. That. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Jared Mayo, new ho- head coach in the New England Patriots. First black coach in Patriots history, which... Like we completely missed last time. Okay, but um, he, but here's the deal. I want to just say one thing. I'm glad you brought this up. We all know about the Rooney Rule, right? Yes. You got to interview one black person per position, right? So that means why my defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn of the Detroit Lions, he's got a hundred interviews. Raheem Morris has yeah. got a hundred interviews. Why is that? Do they just bring him up there to say thanks, bro? Next, yeah, basically, you know what I mean? Because everyone's going to pick their guy. I like the fact that um, New England had a secession order, yes, a secession yeah. thing in his contract, so that just verified what they were doing and validates it, you yeah. know what I mean? But he had a great line too, where he's like, If you don't see, if you're one of these people that don't see race, you don't see racism, oh, which yeah, I think no. is 100 percent too. Because my generation, we're kind of like, I don't know, like kind of instilled with this, like, Oh, don't see color, but like, that's that's absurd, that's dumbass. yeah, that's if you, you know what I mean, though. That that's and I hate to say it, it's a it's a bit about this new social justice engineering. They're trying to tell you not to see something that's real, yeah, every day. No, it's real, you know what I mean. When that guy, guy, guy that fell into the cliff in Buffalo that fell in the ditch, that was real. Don't yeah. tell me guys aren't jumping in there because they're not <laughs> going in there. I thought that was a great quote by Gerard Mayo, and I think they keep they should keep it forever. They should, they, they should be in the front line. You know what I mean? Uh, so I guess we'll just move on to our picks. Very easy for me to do. I'm going to be a, a football historian, like I said before. Uh, I hope C.J. Stroud has a great game. I, I think that Jordan Love has a great game, but I've already put my picks in for the pool. I've taken both teams and the points. Okay, right so well, well, let's, get, let's look at what the spreads are right now. So... Uh, we'll do AFC and NFC. Okay. We'll just do it in order that way. So AFC, we got Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore right now is favored by nine and a half at home. They put them away in the fourth quarter. They they win thirty to seventeen. So we're both on Baltimore then. Yep. With the points, I want to I yep. want to take the points. Land the points. Oops, hold on. Let me fix that. Then we got Buffalo and Kansas yeah, so we're, City. Yeah, we're both taking Baltimore against the spread. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City at Buffalo. Buffalo favored by three points at home. I'm team guys falling into that pit. I think Buffalo finally breaks the streak against Kansas City. Okay, so you know what I got to do? I got to be a bit of a hypocrite. When you said that, I said there would be a repeat in the Super Bowl. Who was, who was the Super Bowl people last week, last year? It's Kansas City. And now I do I have to take Kansas City? Yeah, even like in the regular season, all you were like, oh, they're my team, they're my team, they're my team. I still team. think they're going, but you know what? I have too much Buffalo love. Wow. I'm not surprised that Kansas City, like this game is so close. 
that if it goes either way, I'm not going to be shocked. But I want to go with Go Buffalo. Shout out to the Bills Mafia. Shout out to Josh Allen. Shout out to McDermott, who's taken more freaking flack this year than anyone I've ever seen in a coach who's winning. Oh, especially when the terrorist uh, oh, thing got out there. Oh, oh. Okay, <laughs> Which so wasn't even from the season, but... Can't be a dumbass. Your whole, you know, sometimes no, you we're can't. all a dumbass once in a while. Okay? So, so that's extra that's dumbass, just, though. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm taking Buffalo. Okay, we're both on the Bills. Uh, Green Bay at San Francisco. San Francisco favored by 10 points at home. doesn't matter to me. I think they're going to smack Green Bay around. I do, too. I think, you know what? I think that Green Bay is going to maybe get a, I'll call it this way, um, a quick touchdown. And San Francisco is going to say, what? And then, then it's going to be a crush. Oh, uh, shout out. Joe, call in the show. What was my best call last weekend? Uh, Green Bay goes up 14 nothing on Dallas. I text my brother to say, pressure on Dak. Here comes the turnover. The t- he got the turnover. He got my text and said, what a call. <laughs> he just got the text and uh, Dak threw uh, a pick. Wow. Oh, yeah. It was a good call. I wish I could do lottery numbers like that. <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah. And last but not least, ah, oh, come on, we know where we're going Tampa here. Bay. Day, we don't even we don't even mention no, that. No, we need to mention the spread. Okay, are you taking the Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are you at, taking the Tampa at Bay? The Detroit Lions. Are Lions. you taking Tampa at Ford Field Lions in the Motor City? MCDC. Hold on, let me finish. Ah, I'm excited. Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> at the Detroit Lions. Come Lions on. favored by six points at home. Do you know so who you're I am? Going, you're obviously going for Tampa Bay. Do, uh, do you know who I am? Who used to say that? Do you know who I am? Some football player. Do you know who I am? Did you see my jacket today? Did you see my parka? I, I'm seeing the shirt you're wearing now. Okay. We're, 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 we're all the way around. We're all the way. Did you see my parka? This is a official Detroit Lions. Oh, I did not code. see that. Yes. I'm picking the Lions. And you know what? I can. You know what? This is one time in my life for every sports fans, you Toronto Maple Leaf fans, everybody out there, like what happens if the Toronto, the night the Toronto wins and you go to the finals? How are you going to feel that night? Toronto's now in the Stanley Cup. I'll out. cry. What's that? I'm going to cry. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm going to cry. I am that pumped. Detroit City, Barry Sanders, Billy Sims, Megatron, Alex Karras, Bobby Lane, uh, Wayne Fonts, Chris Spielman, Al Bubba Baker. I love Giselle. Let's go to the NFC Championship game. That's all I've got to say. The only thing that could go against Detroit. Don't say it. Hold on. Hold on. As if Baker Mayfield goes off and picks apart your secondary. I do not see that happening. I see Baker getting crushed. <laughs> I, I think I see I that see too. Gonna, they, they, those wide receivers are going to be wide open and Baker's going to be on his ass. Remember, he's short. Detroit's got one of the, the tallest. Like front seven? Yeah, like the tallest guys up there. So they're, they're going to be no hands up, hands up, hands up, which Philadelphia didn't do at all. Shock me. Mm. They didn't come in hands first. But uh, either way, I'm taking Tampa, or I'm taking Detroit as well. Excuse Thank you, me. bro. Thank you, bro. Okay, well, this is the end of the show, and it's usually the opportunity where you have a little thing called the gospel according to Cruz. So if you guys have noticed something later, and Andrew, it was glaring the other night. I jumped on my couch. I think he even texted you. I have a little problem with this thing in the NHL called shot attempt. Okay. Can I get to this one more time? What we know, can I define shot attempt or do you want to define shot attempt? It's any shots that you take. Uh, it can get blocked. It can make it to the goal. can miss. Nah, I don't believe that. It's when the motherfucker comes over the line, can't hit the net and hits the glass, hits the boards, misses, misses. Is it? Does it go? And remember, shot on goal is not the goalposts. It's, yeah. 
It's in inside the goalposts. Yes, I'm very happy that the Canadian broadcasts do not show it up. It's the Americans are doing it. The other night, I seen the game, 61 shot attempts, 21 Cana- shots on goal. <laughs> what? That that means your guy sucked. What were you doing? Okay, a few block shots. I'll add that. If you have 61 shots attempts, so why are you complaining about shot attempts? Because it. Should, I think that, I don't even want to see the stat. But that's, that's telling you a lot of information, though. You just you just admitted that it showed you that show you that they're missing the net. I that's, can watch that's a useful. game and see one team is putting more pressure on the other team. I watch hockey 50, 60, almost 60 years. I cannot, I can see when Your one team... play tricks on you, though. I know when a team has more pressure on the other team, so I know what... You don't have to tell me about shot attempts, forechecking, backchecking. I know all that, so screw it. But here's why I'm putting it into it. If you want to see something very interesting about football, watch the Pat McAfee show, and I think every Thursday, J.J. Watt comes on. And I was never a big J.J. Watt fan. I'll be really? honest, great football player, straight all of him. But I've come to respect him because if you watch on NBC, and this is related to the shot attempt things, and another thing that's driving me crazy is, if you'll see up there and they'll say, um, uh, Penny Sewell, uh, North Carolina. And then at the bottom it says PFF, and it gives a number. Like number 88. Right, right. Number 10. First of all, when they put up that number, I go, is there that many guys? Like one guy I see was on 120. <laughs> he must be. He must suck if your PPF says PFF is 120. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. that's You still made it to the NFL. Oh, no. So your performance might have sucked. Okay, <laughs> let's get back to that. Anyways, I always wondered what this metric was because I like pro football world and all that kind of stuff, and it's going there. And I'm going, how do they grade this? Like what makes yeah. you the 87th best lineman? What does make you the... 15th best edge rusher. So anyways, J.J. Watt comes on and goes, and you know what? If those guys show that number one more time, I'm going to flip. My ears perked up. Why are you saying this? And he's going, these are projections. They're like buying a lottery ticket. So he was saying, if you have an FS and end rush this many times, you should have this many sacks if you're rushing from the end. Right. But what really killed it to me is these numbers get to this point. Possible interception throw. <laughs> what? What? And J.J. Watt put it best. Was the ball intercepted? No. So what does that make that pass possibly intercepted <laughs> as opposed to the one that bounces off this guy's shoulder and gets I, intercepted? I'm, I'm actually insulted that you're bringing this up in the same breath as shot attempts. Because shot attempts, it's like, it's still, is it a shot attempt? Yes or no? This is like, oh, it could have been like uh, intercepted. That's, that, that, that's way too who's, 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 who's recording the shot attempts? I want to know the guy. So if you take a shot and it bounces off a guy's helmet and it goes off the side, that was a shot attempt? Yeah. Stop that's, it. That, it doesn't matter. What? Me. But it's a shot attempt. It's not a shot on goal. That's, I will that's take. The purpose. I will respect um, zone pressure time. Okay. Okay. I will accept zone pressure time. So if you got the zone and you're in there for that many time, I will respect that stat. Okay, bro. Are we on the same level right. there? Because that's real time. Uh, you say, what am I watching? I'm watching that the other night. Montreal couldn't get the puck out of their own zone I for two minutes. So I'll give you zone time yeah. thing. The puck was all over the ice. Every time you took a, you, you tried to get in front of that, you're going to call that a, a, a shot attempt? You know, all you did was have pressure on. You didn't get the puck on the goal. So what? So but that's still telling you. But if you compare that to the actual shots on goal, that's telling you a lot of information. Okay, then I, I know at the end of the game, if you had 40 shots on goal and the other team went 19 and the team with the 19 shots won, that goalie was great. 
So I got to know. I don't need these artificially. Well, we kind of, sort of. Just well, like it's, the PPF. It's also an indication of possession. So I told you, I will give yeah. you possession time, zone time. I will Yeah, but what's that. good possession time if you're not even trying to shoot the puck? I'm saying you got to look at all these numbers. I want it on goal. I don't want to hit the goalpost. I want I want to I hit a crest. That. I get that. So I, can't. I get that. So we're going to have a huge argument for the rest of our career here. The same with this PFF statistic. That one I think is stupid. Because that's that's that sounds like more like woulda, shoulda, coulda. Okay, so I'm going to yeah. end the gospel according to Cruz on this note. The reason why I brought up both stats is who are they significant to? I don't know. Agents, agents, those damn lawyers and agents run in and said, oh, my guy had shot attempts. I'm the coach. I'm saying, well, why didn't you freaking hit the net? You might have scored more goals. Oh, my quarterback had this. Well, it didn't where, get where us are you? Where's this? How do you know the agents are using this? When they go in there. The, how do you know? How do you know? I'm going to trust J.J. Watt. And he said the only possible person that could be using this is sleazy-ass agents using it to their advantage. So th advantage. this is hearsay then? No. Yeah, it is hearsay. Know. You don't have any evidence. Okay, then. Um, you, you, I'll give you uh, the benefit of a doubt. Who else would use these numbers? The fans. The nerds like me. You're not a nerd. I am a nerd. Okay. <laughs> You Don't know tell more me numbers what I am and I'm not. Okay, I love you, nerd. Okay, but no, no, no. I get it because you're the one. Let's get this before we leave the show. Andrew, honestly, you are the one that has made me... I, I look at everything in sports and I do look at numbers. I look at the obvious numbers a lot. Okay? You, and I appreciate this immensely and I tell my friends... I look at numbers a little bit more differently now because you have said it affects cap friendly. It affects a guy's performance. It, it affects why a guy's on the game at a certain time, blah, 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 blah. You are correct. But when you start taking numbers to this extreme, how fast can you get the water bottle off the top before the other guy? I start going, wait a second, who are using these numbers? A guy throws a pass, possible interception grade. What? No, that's stupid. What? I mean, but that's what they're breaking it down to because analytics, I respect, but they're also starting to destroy the game. We got to remember in the moment, bro. In the moment. You know, you put Ty Domi out there in the last minute of the game, not because he has the best plus minus on the team. It's because his ass has been going so hard during that game that my eye... Max I Domi, not... Ty okay, Max, me. okay. My eyes, you know, because he's been out there at the end of the game yep. or he's been in a key yep. situation. My eyes have told me Max Domi should be on the ice at this time, not Mitch Marner. Analytics didn't tell me that because if I listen to analytics, Mitch Marner should be on the ice, right? But I'm saying at that point in the game, my eyes told me Max Domi should be on the ice. And that's why shot attempts and PFF numbers drive me crazy so we'll call this a stalemate we'll call the mexican we'll call, it we'll call it a mexican standoff you know what mexican i mean standoff. that's what we'll call that you know what you don't a few know. less guns though involved okay because we don't want to bring up guns on the show either anyways once again my saturday has been highlighted by the fact that i can have this discussion with the man across the table from me mr andrew milani i enjoy it immensely bro yeah great show today very much so is there any else you'd want to say uh not really just enjoy the football today enjoy the hockey God bless the Detroit Lions. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And what do we do? We keep the vibe, the vibe alive. alive. Great show, bro. 
You can find The House That Happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.